Good evening, passengers. This is your captain speaking. First, I'd like to welcome you all aboard D-Pad Airlines Flight 008. You're currently cruising at an altitude of 69,000 feet. Nice. At an airspeed of 420 miles per hour. Nice. And the time is currently 4.20 p.m. Nice. The weather looks good with a tailwind on our side. We are expecting to land in Gabe Newell's basement in about two or so hours. And the weather in his basement is a clear and sunny with a high of 69 degrees for this evening. Nice. The cabin crew will be coming around with light snacks and movies. We'll talk to you again before we reach our destination. Uh, until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of episode 8 of Knights of the D-Pad. Welcome, everybody. Hey! Woo! Thank you for coming on board and purchasing your uh, continental breakfast aboard this all-service flight. To full continental, continental <laughs> breakfast. Full uh, continental breakfast. Continental breakfast not included. Not with <laughs> you got to pay extra for that. To uh, destination Gabe Newell's basement. So you do pay extra. I will personally show up to your house and make you a continental breakfast. <laughs> Force feed the you continental find breakfast. Find a little uh, section for Knights of the D-Pad on the Uber app with the latest update. <laughs> there it is. Well, welcome everybody to the next episode. Jason is back again. Jason is is waving to the audience. He's return of the king. Return, return of, the king. of the king. The second return. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a fun docket today filled with some controversies, with some game soundtracks, some new games coming out, um, a certain company potentially not doing games in a certain country, some changes to another big game, and then also a lot of award categories full of games that I don't recognize, but you know, <laughs> we'll get to that later. And then, of course, you're a casual. I am. Casual. You're a filthy casual. A filthy casual. <laughs> and then, of course, esports at the end, as always. So to kick things off, uh, I'm going to go against the order of the agenda. Kyle, tell us about what's happening with Doom Eternal. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so this week I was kind of ranting to everyone on our text group chat about, like, <laughs> which topic I'm going to pick. And then, then, yesterday... It just got spicier, and I had to go with this. Well, actually, it got spicier. It I, got I just read it like a few days yeah, ago. It, la- yeah. I mean, last week it was spicy, and then yesterday it got yesterday, even yeah. worse. <sighs> Where do I begin? Okay, so uh, you all remember Doom, kind of one of the games that popularized the first-person shooter genre way back when. That you can now play on everything ranging from a pregnancy test to <laughs> the, no- the notepad on Windows. Yeah. That's the baseline for whether or not you're able to jerry rig the system. <laughs> Can, Can you, you play run Doom? Doom? Can you run Doom. Doom? The original Doom. My dad used to play Doom, which always surprised me because when I was a kid, I had the hardest time even getting him to play Mario Kart with me. But he, but, <laughs> but he used to love Doom. He apparently. has his tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Kart? No. No. The blood of my enemies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyway, in 2016, uh, id Software and Bethesda came together to make a new version of Doom, and it was amazing. And Mick Gordon was the composer creating the incredible soundtrack and OST for the game. Now, little did I know before this, but actually soundtrack and OST are two different things in video games. Hmm. The soundtrack is a massive compilation of music written bin- minute by minute in t- little discrete packages that the game actually puts together and strings in this complicated format to make it respond to player actions. Now, how complicated this is varies depending on the game, and some of them just straight play the track. Uh, But games like Doom are really complicated. Well, in 2020, uh, they released the sequel, Doom Eternal. 
And once again, Mick had made the soundtrack, and it was incredible, as always. I mean, Mick Gordon is an absolute musical genius, and the way that the soundtrack worked in the game was glorious beyond all imagination. Doom music <laughs> kicks in. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. But then they had to delay the release of the OST, and when it came out, it was a mess. And when I say a mess, it was disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, every single track was so poorly mixed. There were things that like jumped in and out. Nothing made sense. The mastering was weird. The audio levels were funky. There'd be random pops and clicks. And it was like, what is this? Because they had promised us an OST lovingly produced by Mick Gordon. Who made an incredible... Who made an incredible soundtrack, right? And so mm. we're like, why is the music in the game so good but in the OST so terrible? They promised it was going to be on streaming platforms, and to this day, it still isn't. Oh. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, a, a few weeks after the OST releases, and everyone's like, what the heck's going on? And people are putting all these different speculations. Um, oh, what's his name? Marty Strat- Stratton. McFly? Marty oh. Stratton. Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. <laughs> if it had been Marty McFly, it probably would have gone over a lot better. <laughs> Because he could have just gone to the past and fixed it. <laughs> exactly. But no, Marty Stratton puts out a Reddit post blaming Mick for everything. He starts call, talking about how, like, oh, working with Mick was this terrible experience. He can't meet any deadlines. He's super problematic in all these different ways. He's, like, rude and difficult to work with. Just on and on and on. Just, you know, just all this crap directed at Mick Gordon. And a lot of people believed it. Just earlier, let's see, earlier this month, Mick finally releases his counter-argument. He was really sitting there letting it bubble. (laughs) It was on November 9th. Mick Gordon released it, and I found it on Reddit, and holy crap. So the original Reddit post, you can find it on the uh, subreddit for Doom, um, is titled Doom Eternal OST Open Letter. And it was written by uh, Marty Stratton. And Mick made his own response to that. And basically, he, point by point, went through everything, supplying screenshots and other evidence to back up his claims, saying that Marty was a nightmare and a half to work with. Um, That they had done this thing where they're like, oh, we can save time if we compose the music before we actually make the level. That's, mm-hmm. I don't know why, who, is, why, how, what that thought process and board meeting was like, <laughs> especially considered Mick said that he was left out of some of those board meetings. Yes. Yeah, Mick explained how he was constantly left out of loop on information regarding the game. Um, they would reject the tracks he made so frequently that he would often have to rush and stay late nights. He actually was sleeping in his studio while making the soundtrack for this game because they kept rushing, putting things off. Under the contract, he had to make so many... Um, minutes yeah, of music. Two, well, it was two finished pieces of level music per yeah. month is what it was. And so what what they would do, though, is they'd keep rejecting tracks, and then they would, like, hesitantly accept a track, and then they would hand him the level once it was actually finished being designed, and then reject the tracks he had made for it with just, like, a week or two to rescore the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And... They were just constantly... He ended up doing so much extra work because of how often they would reject tracks he gave to them. And then, then, before the game announces, at E3, they say that they're going to release for the, like, premium pre-order package the OST for Doom Eternal created by Mick Gordon. They didn't tell him about it. 
He wasn't mm. under contract to produce the OST, which is supposed to be a separate contract. He found out about it through Twitter. Don't you love uh, it when you find things oh, out through Twitter? Oh, my gosh. It was, and it just kept getting worse from there. He spent months trying to get in contact with Marty about it, who had just stopped talking to him. He gets up in contact instead with the higher-ups of Bethesda, who are like, oh, yeah, we should organize this contract. They then get him on a contract to produce 12 songs because there's no way or time for him to produce more. And then Marty's like, oh, by the way, I'm bringing on this other guy. Um, yep. Is his name Chad? Wow, why am I forgetting his name? I think it was Chad. 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 Well, this guy it was, was not Chad. a Chad. Chad Mossholder. Yeah. Chad Mossholder. And this guy was not a Chad, unfortunately, mm. using the uh, internet it's term. A fake Chad. He was a fake Chad. He had, yeah, he was, it he was, was a Chad. He was name a fad. Because <laughs> most of his work was literally just like edits yeah. of Gordon's and, original yeah, pieces. Exactly. Huh. And all the crappy stuff that was eventually released was what Chad made because Mick was able to produce a bunch of tracks for that, and then they started rejecting those tracks, so we only had 10 by the time, like, just, a, I think, a few days before the OST was legally supposed to release before people were entitled to a refund because of consumer protection laws um, because they were pushing deadlines and pushing past when it was supposed to release so much. Um, and then, like, he's submitting, like, hey, I've got 10 tracks. I'm trying to fix a technical issue at my studio. I'm working getting the last two, and Marty's like, I don't want these. I don't like these 10 tracks. And Mick's like... What do you expect me to do? And then Marty's like, well, here, just hand over all your files to Chad and we'll, we'll make something work. And that's when he finds out that Chad had been working on making an OST for six yeah, months. Yeah, they were like pre-prepping. They were like and planning for mixed he had failure. 29 days, a month, to do the OST after receiving the contract to do it before their final, final, final deadline. Chad had already been working on it for six months behind his back. And the tracks we got in the OST were Chad's mixes. Which Mick had said were terrible. It was a crappy <laughs> mixtape of all the little music samples and demos that Mick had made for the game. But then it gets worse after that, right? Mick gets worse. paid for the game, he gets paid for the OST, and he gets paid for another OST that Bethesda had contracted him for years ago, uh, decided not to sell, didn't pay him, and then several years later sold again. Uh, which is another story in and of itself. But, like, they pay him, he leaves, he thinks it's over. Backlash hits. He starts doing digging. He finds out. He had made... Remember how I said that they had rejected a ton of tracks and he had made yep. a ton of extra music for the game? Yep. 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 The yep. game includes that music. They that use them anyway. <laughs> they, they didn't pay him for it. Five hours of music and only paid him for just over two. No. They still haven't paid him for the rest. And he's supplying all this with screenshots and other things. Um, he even says that like... Mick, uh, that Marty had like led him into a false sense of security after the backlash on the OST saying that yep. they should like put together a joint statement to try and solve the issue and then they would contract him to like redo the OST like and make it good this time and that was just days before Marty made the Reddit post and Mick has said that like he is taking Bethesda to court for not paying him for uh, defamation which is kind of fun because actually I'm taking a media law class that right we now. are mm-hmm. we are, are in the same class in the same class and I'm like ooh let's go over this the torts and stuff I'll I'll spare the audience the legal details but it is actually a lot more interesting than I expected it to be but Mark Freaking Mick Gordon has a strong case here. He does. And because he has evidence. all the screenshots and he's got the he's proof. He's got the screenshots. He has the proof. He has metadata in the files proving that they were working behind his back to make a soundtrack that they were going to attach to his name that was awful. But then where it gets really funny is <laughs> Bethesda responds to this yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And they defend just... Marty. 
They, they defend oh, Marty. Marty. Oh, no. They accuse Mick of misrepresenting the, in air quotes, truth. They accuse him of being one-sided, of leaving out key details. And they say they have evidence to back up Marty and Chad. And they say that they're going to court. Now, we already knew from Mick that it was going to court anyway. But Bethesda is sticking to Marty, trying to defend him. And it is just one crazy clash. Now, have they shown any of this supposed Bethesda they evidence? They no. said that they will uh, make it known at a pertinent time It'll later. come out on Reddit <laughs> and it'll time. become super <laughs> downvoted. Maybe. What, what I think is going to happen is they're going to just save it for the court, the court. case. They probably uh, should. They probably will because it'll probably have to involve revealing, you know, completely uncensored screenshots of emails and other in-company Internal documentation, details which stuff. will involve the names of a lot of the people working on it and they don't want, you know, anything that getting be, bigger than it needs yeah. to be. Which, you know, Mick himself had like – you know, crossed out or redacted a lot of like names of other people in the project who weren't directly involved with the issue. Yeah. yeah. And other information like the code name, because I don't know if anyone knows this, but in film and game development. They don't name games. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they work under a code name until shortly before the game's release, uh, both mm. to prevent spoilers and also because they may not have the title just figured out at that point. Yep. Like uh, the code name for uh, Return of the Jedi was Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. The GameCube was called Dolphin, it was wasn't called it? Dolphin, yeah. That's yeah. why the emulator is called that. So, so I think so. all this should be resolved by just putting <laughs> Mick and Marty into a little like one on one or a one by one representation of a Doom level, oh. <laughs> and then just have them do trial by combat. Give them like two chainsaws with rubber, rubber blades. Well, I mean. And then they just score based oh, on hits. In real life? In real life. I thought you were in talking real about the game. Oh. No, 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 no. No, this, is, this is what I'm saying. This is how they do it. Basically, it seems like there's this awful score and they're, everyone's trying to figure out who's responsible for it. Just give them both. Just tell them both. Okay, Mick, you write a new song. And Marty and Chad, you write a new song. And then we'll see whose is awful and whose is good. And then we'll know who's telling the truth. Camp Rock looking storyline. Exactly. storyline. Oh, my god! It's actually pretty funny. That is how we should settle all of our legal disputes from now on. If there's ever a case of plagiarism, <laughs> just like, all right, both of you make something. Let's no, see every, who every, every time there's any kind of conflict, whether it's on two individuals or it's like countries, it should be sorted in a, one of a few ways. Either just rock, paper, scissors, a game of dodgeball, or Ooh, just like gladiatorial that. combat. I think, yeah. yeah. Why don't we bring back the Roman gladiator arena? I see no ethical issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. None. It can just be solved in a Minecraft hardcore. <laughs> or PvP. Minecraft hardcore. We could play Minecraft Hunger Games and whoever wins. <laughs> just, play, just play a round of UHC and see what happens. No, it, it, there's that. Uh, so you know how, how in the, uh, in the, 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 the just kind of this whole thing, but in the Fallout games, all the different like vaults mm-hmm. like have their own society that they built within them. Mm-hmm. And in New Vegas, one of the vaults there... And then it spreads when the people from that vault spread like that way of life. Mm. But I'm pretty sure the whole like concept of that is that all of their disputes are settled by gambling. <laughs> and just like by complete chance. So it's like oh, – and then that's, that's just how their whole society runs. It's just a, like, it's just a gotcha system. <laughs> <laughs> like, the house always wins. Always wins. Always wins. It's starting but, to sound a bit like Yu-Gi-Oh. I trust in the heart of the wait car. Wait a minute. That's how all disputes should be solved. Just play a game of Yu-Gi-Oh. There we, Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean they already and did that in banish, the anime. Banish the loser to the shadow realm. <laughs> You're going to the shadow, shadow realm, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't – 
obviously, I don't want to be taking any sides on the podcast. I have my own opinions on this. And, yeah. you know, I do believe that, you know, no matter who was in the wrong, there is some serious case to be made of, once again, like, I'm starting to sound like a broken record on this podcast, but corporate executives meddling with creative pieces. Yeah. I mean, we had that with the Bayonetta stuff. With Bayonetta. Yeah, which ago. I think some more evidence has surfaced to show Overwatch that that too. voice actor was <laughs> actually making some pretty wild exaggerations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, it's still like the fact that that sort of thing happens. It's like yeah. that we're in a world where people can make those claims and everyone's like, oh. And they initially some... we'll always side with the creative. It's like that's how little – that's trust. how little faith yeah. there is. And, yeah. and we have so much reason not to trust the corporate executives. I oh, mean, absolutely. how many times have we as fans been backstabbed? Yeah, a lot. Way too many. But, like, yeah, we're, we're, we'll see how this all turns out. You Hopefully know. well. Hopefully, yeah. It's going to be a little complicated because I believe we'll be getting into international law because Mick Gordon lives he's on, Australian. like— Australia. Yeah, he, he's all the way on the other side of the planet. So there's going to be some complications from international law, I'm sure. Yeah, and you know how it is. Like when it comes to major legal cases, people are going to try to drag it out as much as possible if yep. they think that gives them an advantage. Mm-hmm. So it'll and it'll take a, even longer with it being international. Like yeah. it's So it'll probably be a while before we find out about any final verdicts. I do think that from what he's given that Mick has an incredibly strong case. I don't know how strong of a case Bethesda has because they haven't really provided yeah. much to us. But we'll probably see more about this going forward. Bethesda, do you have a source for that claim? I <laughs> my sources, I, I made, made it, it up. up. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, so we'll see. But anyway, it's just absolutely bonkers. I, I recommend anyone listening to this to go read all of the stuff that was put up. Even Marty's post, so you can know where it all started, read Mick Gordon's rebuttal, and then read Bethesda's rather short statement that was released yesterday. On to um, Twitter. Wednesday, the 16th. Twitter. Twitter. So, um, so it's just oh, I just yeah. We'll anyway. see how it goes. International court will handle it. We also want to know what else is happening internationally. Oh, what else is happening well, internationally? Blizzard has announced that they will Blizzard. soon no longer offer their games in China. Interesting. Following what? following a failure to reach a new agreement with their publishing partner NetEase. Wow. Interesting. That's a big turnaround from all that controversy with Blizzard in China a little while ago, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, a big turnaround. I mean, this doesn't make it better. They <laughs> well, could, right. They could literally couldn't reach an agreement. Right. It really sucks for all the people in China wanting to. Yeah, play and Blizzard like Blizzard, yeah. Blizzard cited that it was that, like, they couldn't reach an agreement that is consistent with their operating principles and commitment to players and employees. Which is well, interesting. So they've that is, said that they're horribly that, ironic coming from, from Blizzard. From Blizzard. <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> that is very ironic. So they've they're they said Chinese players will lose access to all Blizzard flagship titles on January third, twenty twenty three, unless a new agreement is reached, unless they find a new partner. Because I believe NetEase is like the the partner of which they like. Um, they give it to NetEase, and, and then NetEase puts all the Chinese puts, sensors puts all, on it. Right. Yeah, and mm. so it's like it published. Again, almost a second time. It's where the servers are hosted is through them. Right. And so it's like for Blizzard that – I mean on top of the fact that we had COVID, on top of the fact that Blizzard's games and some of their Chinese players haven't always gotten along. Even Blizzard mm. has had a history of rubbing up against China in a good way of like you know international tournament, tournament and not – calling Taiwan Taiwan, calling them Chinese Taipei to make sure that China's appeased. Right. And mm. the fact that Blizzard's an American company and might be soon owned by Microsoft, the biggest <laughs> American gaming company. Yeah. Whereas with like other gaming companies who are friendly with China a lot because they've got arms in there. Because I think like Riot has 
lots of mm-hmm. ties to China through Tencent, yeah, don't Tencent, they? Tencent, yeah. Yeah, a lot of companies have ties. And, but Blizzard has no ties. I mean, they don't have they don't have an arm over there. And the problem mm. is, is like, if the games are no longer offered in China, well, then there goes a massive portion of their player base. Yeah. But on top of that, the Overwatch League has four Chinese organizations in it. Oh, no. Oh, wow. So if oh, the no. games aren't allowed in China, you, what do you do with your players because they can't play the game to make the money so I don't imagine that Blizzard is I mean there's no way Blizzard is okay like I'm sure that they're working on things and they and like some of the things that they've said about it have like they they've been using they use terms like looking you know words like should extend future anticipate so it's like they're trying to find an agreement or at least hopefully Mm. looking for another suitor because I don't imagine Blizzard wants, to, I mean, no company wants to have their games not allowed to the most populated country in the world. Right. <laughs> Wait, is is that China or India right now? Because I know I, they go back and forth. I think China is still. Is it still China? Is India, India? Well, one of them. I mean, so here's the thing, actually, um, completely unrelated note. Did you know that on Tuesday the world passed 8 billion? I did see that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That. Thanos I, is shaking in his boots. <laughs> uh, maybe this is part Make of his plan to remove the Blizzard games from China. <laughs> so I, as as someone who actively consumes Blizzard content via Overwatch Two, part of me is all like, "Oh no, it won't affect me directly." But at the same time, it's like if Blizzard loses China, they lose a bunch of revenue, which might directly yeah. influence. <laughs> this is why the next Kiriko say is going to be twenty nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, please no. This is why they removed <laughs> May from the game. <laughs> oh, no, Court. Oh, no, no. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're getting way too meta here. <laughs> she's coming back. Today, I know maybe. she's coming back. But it's, it's – hopefully things get sorted out within the next two months so that they don't lose that market because even if they – even if it's only for a day, that's still a ma- – like any day that they lose China, no matter how many days, it, it mm-hmm. will just – mess with everything yeah. from the Overwatch Although, League it's to... such a big market. I will There's say so it's many. not entirely the end of the world because are you guys ready for uh, your weekly session of... Shills for Fortnite? Shills for Fortnite? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Court Shills for Fortnite. We need to come up with some, like, theme music for that <laughs> or something. <laughs> Shilling. Anyway, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> but... No, no, the Chia... So what's up with Fortnite? So the same thing happened to Fortnite a couple uh, of years ago. Yeah, with Epic, Mm -hmm. where they their partnership with um, whatever they use, whatever they use with China, ran out, and Fortnite isn't and hasn't been for a few years or at least a year or two now. Fortnite isn't available in China. Available in China, it's not. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, but see, Fortnite a, doesn't have a massive million billion dollar esports league with that's true a fifth of their orgs in that's China. true. But it is still a big group. I mean, it's still it's still a big yeah a I, big chunk of their player base lost, but they're still alive. You know, I, still I, grooving. For me, I mm-hmm. more worry about the Overwatch League if they lose China because most of their viewer base comes from China. Yeah. And oh. if you that is, lose that is a China, uh, well, here's the yeah. thing: they might still be able to watch it. And, and that's how they'll get they their... They can't still. play it. Yeah, they can't play it. Would that's you want to watch a game that you can't play? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. well. It's, it's called game reviews and, <laughs> and let's plays. No, you know. watching professionals play the game you can't play. Or even a yeah. game that Markiplier I mean, played. I play... Exactly. <laughs> I watched Overwatch League and I can't play Overwatch. But would you watch an entire season of Overwatch League? 
I'd be down if I like if I played Overwatch and can't play it anymore. That's how I'll get my fix. Okay, fair enough. That, that could be Overwatch you. fix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all got any more of that, that uh, Overwatch? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's where Overwatch. Well, not just Overwatch. All of Blizzard stands. Maybe they'll find something. I don't really know. Yeah. But um, uh, mm. moving over just a little bit to another Asian co- uh, country, Japan. Their hey. Bandai Namco yeah. is having. Quite possibly a is having not quite is having a utterly massive Steam sale right now. Ooh, yeah, as of like earlier today, that. we're talking like yeah. 80 90 percent off of games. And wow. most relevant to me and potentially to you, Court, a little bit yeah. to you, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> just, the just, Sword Art Online games uh, are uh, kind of the Hollow Realization, Ooh. the Deluxe Edition, which in my opinion is probably one is probably the best of the SAO games. The Deluxe Edition, less than eight dollars. Wow. We're talking actual robbery that you can commit against Bandai <laughs> <laughs> And you're fine. Getting the, the deluxe edition of Hollow Realization for like $7. Wait a second. They have Dark Souls and Elden Ring on here, but those ones aren't discounted. What no, because heck? those are up for uh, awards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like uh, most of their games were, are like massively discounted. Like Nino Kuni for 9 bucks. Like, oh my gosh. Because even the deluxe edition of like Fatal Bullet and stuff is 20 I saw the Tekken games on there as I'm looking over. Yeah, like if you, if you are shoulder. a fan of Bandai Namco Ooh. games of Little any nightmares. kind, Ooh. check your Steam page. It ends on the 22nd, so One midnight on game. Tuesday. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows for $6? Yeah. So let's go, steal. go and lose your money on Bandai Namco games on Steam. Oh, my goodness. I already spent so much on the last enormous Steam sale. Well, get ready, because right around the corner, it's Christmas time. Yay. The biggest Steam Ooh, sale. Katamari Damacy re-roll. Yeah. Hey, Fatal fun. Bullet. Isn't that was on your nine by nine, wasn't it? Yes. Aiden? Yeah, that's that's it on sale. I already for own that bucks. though. No, the, the base <laughs> edition. The base edition is eight bucks. The deluxe edition is twenty. But the deluxe edition of Hollow Realization deluxe edition is eight. Wow. Which is why I'm saying okay. anybody that is a, a a fan of Sword Art Online and wants a really good game experience for dirt cheap, Hollow Realization is your way to go because it's only eight dollars. So, huh. just wanted to throw that out there before I move to a different subject because I was super excited. That all of those are on sale. So huh. yeah, that's. Okay. Why don't you talk about a game that's not cheap, Court? Oh yeah, boy, boy, boy. <laughs> we have. <laughs> Wait, no, no, we need. We need Kyle. We need Kyle. Do it, boy. No, 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 no. The okay, Kratos boy. The what? The Kratos, Kratos boy. boy. Oh my goodness! I don't know Kratos' voice. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's just your voice, it's, but it's, deeper yeah, it's your and voice, like but gruff. Yeah, there you go, boy, 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 boy. Boy. Go. Anyway, um, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna give your presentation. I will randomly say boy. All right. Let's do- <laughs> we we we, ha- we have to put like our topics that we're talking about on a, on a shared uh, sheet before everything. And I just put as my topic just boy in all caps. <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> I did research and then it was like, oh, I oh, see that. That makes sense. Anyway, uh, God of War Ragnarok came out technically. Last week. In time for last week's episode, but I didn't want to conflict with Sonic. Uh, with Sonic uh, Frontiers because that's another big game. And technically, I hadn't played it yet because I'm a broke. student. But you and bought it anyway, have, so that argument I got follow. it as a Christmas present, oh, a very early ah. Christmas present. Shout out to my brother. He's <laughs> awesome. Anyway, but so I did get it, and I've been playing it, and it's amazing, and I loved the 2018 game. The first, well, not the first, the fourth technically, but the, the first of the, of, the, of the soft reboot God of War games is up there in my top three games of all time. It's amazing. If you haven't played it, play it right now. Do it. 
But do it. Do pause it. the do podcast. It. Pause the podcast. <laughs> buy it. Play it. No, but um, seventy dollars. <laughs> but well, the original one's not that much. The original one's on pretty good sales now. Oh, we're talking about the new one. Oh, I know, I know. You know how many Bandai Namco games you could buy? <laughs> <laughs> but the new one, yes, is seventy dollars on a PS5, which. Makes my wallet hurt, but it actually doesn't because I got it as a present. So, <laughs> make um, your brother's wallet <laughs> hurt. Makes my brother's wallet hurt. <laughs> but um, it, it has been an amazing experience so far. The story, the visuals on a PS5 on the 4K HTTV that I'm able to with play it on. The with the haptics and the controllers, it's an ascendant experience. And it's mm. like... Like 5D chess ascendant or... Like, yes. Like just, just like, <laughs> like yes, <laughs> like yes. He literally feels like he is riding on Kratos's shoulder. He exactly. is Kratos. I am Kratos. I mean, all the all the best parts about the 2018 original are here and back, but just Better. dialed up to 11. You know, the wow. combat is just as punchy. The story is just as punchy. The like the, the Kratos are just, <laughs> just as punchy. The, the axe is just as frosty. It is, I know about it's that. It's frostier now actually it's because you can like charge up its frostiness. Anyway, but and the swords um, are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's just it's incredible to me that both this one and and the 2018 one are able to tell such a deep like Genuinely moving at times story with these amazingly well written characters. Boy. While also still boy. <laughs> but like while also still being incredibly funny at times. Like there are comic relief characters that even in just like the few hours that I've played have already had me with like laugh out loud moments where I'm like wow. it's just but but tie that in perfectly with these gorgeous settings and this and like amazing dialogue and it's yeah, I, I've seen – obviously, I've never played a God of War game because I'm not a, a PlayStation enjoyer. I don't <laughs> play on PlayStation. I'm, I, I'm glad you chose those words, enjoyer. I was just going to say PlayStation player, uh, mm-hmm. but I am aware of God of Wars because it's like that is Sony's flagship franchise. I mean that is oh, – Kratos yeah. at this point is Sony's master chief. Oh, yeah. He's Sony's master chief. Except Sony's there – except – his games are doing way better than Master Chief. <laughs> when you do a one-to-one comparison, it's not particularly close. Yeah, and it's like everything. It's amazing what happens when you actually release a completed game. When you, you don't know? do a, a live service game. game, it's incredible. It's God incredible. of War is an actual game. It's not live service. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? It's one of the things. Okay, and so I, 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 this is something that I've noticed since I've been playing that I have to talk about just as kind of like a thing that's. Okay. Not unique to God of War, but it is kind of unique in the way that they've implemented it. Mm. And I won't go into spoilers here because I know that there are people listening that are going to play it. But have you guys ever had like, you know how there are those things where like in a game you'll see something and then you'll be like, I know this isn't going to do anything, but I kind of just want to do it just because yeah. I'm feeling stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so you'll do things and then the game doesn't react to it at all. Right. It doesn't react to your dumb gamer instincts. It's like grabbing but, Wheatley out of the wall in Portal 2. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or just running in circles around NPCs while they're talking. To you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but Ragnarok reacts to those things. They've, <laughs> they've programmed dialogue they've in. programmed where, stupidity. Where like, Boy. Where like other characters will react. Okay, so like I've got I've, – uh, I'm going to have to be kind of vague on this to, okay. to avoid oh, spoilers. Great. But there's this, there's this scene – where you're in this really high up place, right? Mm-hmm. And there's these creatures down below, right? And you uh-huh. and Atreus, the your son, Kratos' son, are like the boy, yeah, okay, or like are <laughs> like looking at these creatures boy. and just kind of talking, like, oh, what kind of creatures do you think they are? And then he's like, I don't know, like, 
And then I was like, oh, look, creatures at a really far away place. I wonder if I can throw my axe at them from up here because I'm a gamer and that's, yeah, what, that's I what I do. That's what uh-huh. we do. So I took my axe and I threw it. And then obviously it didn't go far enough. The things were like forever away. Uh-huh. And like, but like, so then I recalled it back to me. And then I was just like thinking, oh, that, 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 that didn't know what I was expecting. So I was about to walk away. And then Atreus next to me was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> did you think that would work? Like, you're what way you out of range, doing? and like, they're not even a threat. Why are you throwing are your you axe doing? at them? <laughs> like, That's or then, amazing. like, uh, and then there was another scene where, like, there's this big beam of light, and I, and you throw your axe at the beam of light, and then another character is like, "Are you?" Like, angry at the light? What are you doing? That's awesome that they've programmed responses like, to, like, gamer to just, like, random instinct. things. There's a little so voice hilarious. that tells you, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's such a good game. <laughs> anyway. This it's... reminds me of uh, a friend of mine uh, claimed he had unlocked a secret ending to Far Cry 4. <laughs> Because there's this part at the the end of the game where you're like having dinner with the main antagonist and you have this choice of whether to shoot him or not. Huh. And oh. he decided not to shoot the guy. Uh-huh. And so the guy's like, well, you've beaten me. You can take all my crap. I'm leaving. He gets in his helicopter and flies away. You know, and he's flying off into the sunset over the Himalayas or something like that. I don't know the game all that well. But my friend tells me, like, well – I didn't want to just let him go. Did he shoot so him he with pulls a RPG? Out a rocket launcher, yeah. uh, <laughs> fires off with the helicopter, explodes. You see this body shoot off to the right, and then roll credits. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was, it's kind of that same vibe of the game being like, okay, okay, I, I see you, I gamer. <laughs> I can work with the that. Far Cry games are so good with that, with having all their different endings <laughs> that you can kind of do little things to. Choose. It's so fun. <laughs> I see you. I see your <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> but you know, another fun thing about God of War Ragnarok, do any of you guys watch Kyle Hill on YouTube? No. I don't. Okay, this guy is amazing. One of the best, like, science-based channels. He did a video on whether or not the Leviathan axe would work, like, if you could freeze things with an axe. Freeze flesh with an axe. Like so if you got an axe it, cold enough, yeah, could he, you freeze someone? He <laughs> dipped it in liquid nitrogen. Oh. Actually, well, he... He let it sit in liquid nitrogen no, for he a while. And then, just to get it down to the right cold temperature, and then he started freezing meat with it. Did it work? It, not to the degree in the game, of course, but the meat started freezing around it. What the heck? He put, so he had already made a cut because he's like, I don't know if, like, because remember, things get brittle when they get cold. Yeah, he's like, I don't right. want a chance of breaking just the axe by trying to axe. stab it in there. So I made a cut in the slice of meat that just put it in there. Is like often used if you want to study what something would do to a human, to a, like a human body. You use this meat as like a, a stand-in Pig because meat, it's, it's close enough. Probably pork. And he put the axe in the cut, and it started freezing. And he brings up the camera. He's like, "Look, this this whole layer right here is frozen." Where the axe was. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> and he used it to like start freezing water. He like stuck it in this water and it literally just froze in a mold around the axe head. It was the coolest thing. He started chipping the ice back off. He's like, check this out. This is actual ice on here. And of course he had his face painted like Kratos and he has a beard anyway. So <laughs> and he was wearing a bald cap and all that. It was great. That's literally That's hey, hey, Vsauce Michael here. Hey, Vsauce Freeze. <laughs> <slash with axe. laughs> hey, Vsauce Kratos here. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so cool. And obviously it was nowhere near like the effect it would have in the game. But like, you know, it's be- a magically frozen magic yeah. axe that flies back to you. Yeah. That's – it's awesome. <laughs> huh. The fact right, that there's cool. a little bit of realism yeah, in there. The whole right? thing he was trying to prove was whether or not that size of a piece of metal could conduct heat away from flesh fast enough to freeze it. And apparently it can. 
Wow. So no magic so, required. It's all science. It's all thermodynamics. Well, Kratos is just Bill Nye. He's just <laughs> really buff, bald Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye got real upset Bill, one day. Bill, yeah, Bill, the, Bill. the next episode is he's gonna make an axe that will actually fly back to you. <laughs> and it's frozen. And it's frozen. And then you better catch swords. it. <laughs> you better, yeah, you better catch hand. it. One of the funnest things to do in both this game and the original is just chuck your axe as far away from you as you can possibly throw it like down into a big pit of water or like off of a giant cliff and then just like wait and then like walk far away and then call it back to you (laughs) because like it'll come it'll take like a proportionate amount of time depending on how far away you threw it so yeah. like Thor's hammer, it'll take a while. It doesn't oh, just yeah. respawn. It doesn't it'll... just respawn. No, like if it's right there, it'll come back real quick. But if you threw it like super far away and then you walk away and you recall it, it'll take like a minute to get to your hand. Like, oh it's gosh. really, really cool. Overwatch <laughs> does that. awesome. Junker Queen's knife. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's a knife. That's, That's a, a knife. knife. It took me forever to figure out how the knife actually <laughs> works in that game. Works just like Because like, uh, like, I knew that you throw it and you return it, but it took me forever to actually find out it draws people closer to if you. And, and it does it bleed uh, damage. Yeah. yeah I, does Kratos' axe do that? I don't know. It does freeze damage. It does freeze, freeze damage. But does it, does it pull them closer? Um, That'd be nice. Mm, so, not a whole ton. Uh, Gracie one, Kratos is Axe zero. <laughs> if it, oh, but seriously, if it pulled them closer, could you imagine just chucking it all the way across the map? <laughs> we call you just. You just got some. No, 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 no. You just like travels. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Kratos, and today I'm gonna go fishing. Dude, you perfect. Kratos, dude, perfect. Trick shots. Hey guys, today we're shot. gonna be throwing the axe, doing axe trick shots. This and is your what we son's call. there. Like, what's going on, Dad? <laughs> we call this one the Far Mountain Goat. <laughs> Brings it back dinner. Screaming the whole way. He doesn't need it's the axe to bring it back because he's got the blades, and he can throw the blades, and then he can pull people back with the blades. But do they have the same range? But do they have the same range? No, no. Yeah, if the there, axe there's is a problem. Better. You need the mm-hmm. axe. He needs uh, his axe. Sony, are you listening? <laughs> You've got to be able to have Kratos for the next God of War game. Have him pull enemies with his axe that he can throw light years away. Oh my gosh! Marth's grab. We need range a new place. Melee. We need. A- <laughs> 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 oh, you're so right, though. That's this funny. does remind me of, like, in a lot of open-world games that have bows in them, people have started doing trick shots where you go across the entire game map. I've seen it in Breath of the Wild. I've seen it in Genshin Impact. Mm. And it'll just track the arrow the whole way. Usually the thing oh, that yeah. stops it is when, like, the internal game processing doesn't, like, render. It's, like, after yeah. a certain point, it just de-renders. But when it registers, like... The arrow is like an item, and it just renders mm-hmm. as it goes. You're like, how far can I go? Can go? I've seen some insane trick shots where people oh, will yeah. just go so far, and then they'll just you know use a teleport waypoint or whatever equivalent the game has to get over to this other area. And, find and there's an killed. enemy just meandering around. And <laughs> the, just one of the death. coolest ones I saw was like it was a Breath of the Wild one, and it was like a guy. He's on top of the of the Temple of Time, oh, and he of like course. shoots like he like. Does like a thing where he like goes really high and he shoots like way off in the distance and then he like, y- you know that glitch that you can do where you like land on a bacopolid with your shield and you just go flying. Yeah, what the yeah. Heck? it's a bullet time bounce. Yeah, is the what bullet it's time bounce. He so he does that and then he just flies with the arrow like at the <laughs> speed that the arrow is going across basically the entire map until he gets to around Hyrule Castle. Oh my god! And then it just nails a guardian right in the eye, <laughs> instant kill. He lands and walks over and just picks up all the stuff and then just walks. Away. <laughs> just another day in the office. Just another, just another day. day. But seriously, Breath of the Wild stunts have. 
gotten so insane that I think we should have a category of esports that is just Breath of the Wild Stunt <laughs> Olympics. Yes. Because that I would watch that. So I, I would, I would watch, watch that the heck out so of that. Yeah, it goes on e-sports. ESPN, the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> so what we see here is 12 consecutive bullet time bounces with six ancient arrows <laughs> killing five guardians in 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a really sloppy start. <laughs> really sloppy. That's going to cost him. <laughs> yeah, but oh, those are so crazy. Oh, Anything more to say about uh, God of War Court? It's now that incredible, so far. and you should play it. I'm going to have to go over to your place and just like, Steel. Would you recommend it over bit. Fortnite? Borrow, borrow. I would recommend it over Fortnite. All right, well, hey. you heard it here first. Court would play it over Fortnite. Welcome to our first episode of Court Shields for God of War. God of Lord. <laughs> episode one. All right, well, the final news topic. Ben. League got, of Legends. I got confused when I saw this because I saw preseason changes and I went, oh, okay, preseason to the League of Legends eSport because that's what I associate preseason with. <laughs> yep. And you went, no, you're very wrong, dude. No, no, no. So League functions just on this weird syst- uh, season system where basically every year is a season. So oh. this last year was season 12 with it being mm. 12 20, years since the game released. Yeah, 12 years since the game released. Wow. And then, so this next year is season 13. And so, yeah. Uh, I tried looking over the patch notes and I went, I don't understand the thing that's going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll try and break it down. Like, I know there's not going to be that many people that play League that will watch, at least listen to this podcast, but uh, yeah. I'll break it down in layman's terms. So uh, first, I'll just go over some new items and also some returning ones. Ooh, so, returning mm-hmm. king. Mm-hmm. The return of the king. So uh, they're adding, they're basically, they're revamping the whole tank items. Oh. And so, what does the, that mean? Items for tanks. Mm-hmm. Well, so beyond that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing there's wow. more to it wow. than that. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you play League of Legends. As you're playing the game, you get uh, gold from killing monsters, killing enemies, killing players, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you use that gold to buy items, which make you stronger in the game. Yeah, that was something that really was weird to me because I, I play so many RPGs that I'm like, wait, you reset your stats and items at every single match. Mm-hmm. And it, it took you start from the I don't beginning. Think I ever oh, took enough kind time of risk to get of rain to it. style. It's more like it's more like, rounds of CS:GO. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, before they used to have this these uh, four tank items, which are like there's like different tiers of items, and like some you can only get one. For, for, so for example, you can only get one mythic item, and uh, what they had were. Uh, these four mythic items that they have completely now taken down just to legendary items and they've added Ooh. a new mythic item new mythic items for tanks they went mm. we want to make an even better item these good items get them out of here get them <laughs> I need to make something better yep so they add jock show and so basically uh, I have a feeling this item is void related because void stuff has an apostrophe in the middle of it right. and that's what it is it's jack Apostrophe show. Didn't we talk about this with like the new character? Mm. The they new character. A couple years yeah. Ago? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. basically, and it's called Jock Show the Protean, which basically means uh, basically it what it does. Like the name of a character. Mm-hmm. Basically what it does is you, as you are near enemies, you get more armor, H, uh, magic resist, and HP. Oh. And so like, it's basically you want to go in and you want to just be on top of the whole enemy that team. sounds like a wrecking ball. <laughs> and then it'll just make you stronger over time. It's gonna it eventually caps out, so like you can't just infinitely yeah. scale. And you can't stack <laughs> it with other damage multipliers. Mm-hmm. But um, dang, yeah, with these things, yeah, well, you just you get in there, balance. and you get stronger. Next one, radiant virtue. 
basically when you use your ultimate you get armor health magic resist and it just makes you i think it also mm. gives you a speed boost on top sure. of your ultimate yeah wow huh. Huh. and so then that is basically it's someone who has either like a short cooldown ultimate or like a very impactful team fight ultimate where you want to just go in use your ultimate and then get that boost of uh we need to have an item that just yells that whenever you get close to the enemy team just just mod it and then next one is called heart steel so basically steals health uh no exactly no it steals their hearts man it makes their love it makes them fall in love with you and they can't fight you anymore it's actually spelled steel as in the metal Oh, oh, so you heart steel. Okay, well, it, it hardens your heart. It makes so you, you don't love and more ruthless. So basically, <laughs> in league, there is already this system called demolish, which is something mm. you can. It's a rune you can take before the game. Anyways, beyond that, basically, when you are near towers, you charge up a big strong attack to it. It'll like tick down, and after oh. five ticks, you can hit the tower, and it'll do a big chunk of damage. Nice. So basically, it's the same thing except with champions. Oh. oh. So you have this item, you get close to someone, and it'll start ticking down. And then as, as, at a certain point, you can hit that person, it'll do a big chunk of damage. But I imagine I that there's a, there's a range at which it stops ticking or decreases, right? So you basically yeah, so have, you to, have to be within down. a certain range of Which is ideal champion. for tanks because yeah. that's kind of what tanks are designed to do, right, is get all up in people's face. Yeah, if you're in a tank and you're not up in people's faces, are you doing Now, would job? it apply? I don't know League too well. Are there, like, stealth characters that can be invisible next to people? Oh, that's a good that question, but I think so I feel cool. like that's like. Would you be able to combo being in stealth next to somebody and just take it, and just hit him, hit and run, you know? But would a mm-hmm. stealth mm-hmm. character also be a tank? Yeah, I feel like a question. stealth tank. These, in these, and of these items are used. stealth tank. Yeah. Um, there are currently not any tanks. Well, let's hope stealth. they don't make one because yeah. that'd be a little busted. <laughs> but I mean, I you could like build so and, like you know. There's I'm trying to think about the stealth characters. You could build Viego. a tank out of a stake. Viego doesn't really count. A tank out of a stake. I, just, I said a tank out of a stealth character. <laughs> tank out of a stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, you don't want to be building a uh, Twitch. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, someone going yeah. for cheese strats, they might just try. Might just try it. I'd be interested to see how that works. But, and now um, I'm just imagining like Reinhardt from Overwatch as like a stealth character. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like, going dark. Like, 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 <laughs> going dark, my friend. Going dark. And he's just, <laughs> they can't see me. <laughs> he's just as loud as before. And he's just clunk, clunk, clunk. But he's like invisible. So the whole invisible. team is looking around like, what is this? He's like, don't worry. <laughs> you don't know I'm here. <laughs> Anyways. And so speaking of Return of the King. Oh. One of the returning items mm. is Rod of Ages. What the heck? Yeah. So Rod of Ages is just an item that used to be in the game. It was removed, I think, in the 2020 oh, so it's been a while. Uh, item revamp. Mm. But then I'm not I'm not sure exactly. So so mm-hmm. I'm sure Scott's gonna smack me inside the head later. He just he messages me for every single thing I get wrong on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, awesome. I love how he messages you. <laughs> Has it been a lot? Oh, quite a few things. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rod of Ages, and also a new like armor, not armor, uh, health and mana item called Catalyst of Aeons, and then a returning item is Spear of Sojun. Of Which, Soju, like of sh- the alcohol. Spear, Spear of Shojun. Oh, of Shojun. I thought I heard mm-hmm. Sojourn. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> Sojun. The crossover. The crossover we never knew we needed or wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, it just gives you a bonus attack on certain non-ultimate spells. Oh, okay. So range oh, nice. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Huh. 
And so uh, that's all the items. At least that's the ones I have written down. Nice. Um, another change they're adding is that turret plates are going to give more gold. So turret plates, basically, first uh, 14 minutes of the game, turrets, the, at least the front row of turrets, have plates on them, which basically it makes them harder to kill. They gives them extra armor and extra magic resist, so they don't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't do as much damage to them. Mm. But there are five plates, and at, each time you take one, you get a chunk of gold. And so now these plates are going to give more gold. More gold? Which means mm. early game lane dominant champions are going to be much more prevalent coming this next season probably. So could you give a few examples early. of what kinds of legends those would be? Like, mm-hmm. So I think example like Tristana, she's notorious for just being able to take down turrets very quickly because she has like two abilities that are just primed for it. Hmm. Then you have you know stuff like uh, Caitlyn. She's really lane dominant. She wants to just... I, mean, I recognize you, Caitlyn because yeah, she's an arcane, but yeah. Hmm. Caitlyn from Arcane. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, she's very lane dominant. She wants to get ahead very early and just be able to you know, take those tower plates. And so stuff like that, champions like those who are going to be pretty dominant in lane and just smacking that tower the whole time, they're going to have a lot more prevalence coming up this next season, mm. which, I mean, should be exciting. Nice. Could be terrible because uh, who wants to play against more Caitlyn Lux lanes? I don't, I don't know. Good no, question. No. You're kind of the league player. Here. <laughs> yeah. I don't ask the Overwatch player. I do. <laughs> so uh, coming up as well next season, uh, they're re-adding the Chemtech Dragon. Okay, so, I did exciting. read about that, mm-hmm. kind of. What does that do? So right now, uh, there are five elemental dragons. Chemtech used to be on there, but he was so broken. Like the ability that gave the uh, champions, the people who got the soul, it was so broken they had to remove it. Nice. So what it used to do is when uh, like the team would get the soul, whenever they died, they would come back as a zombie with rapidly lowering health. Oh, so they got a second chance at life. They would get a second chance, but they would have a certain amount of time before their health would decrease all the way. I mean, gameplay-wise, that sounds like so much fun for the person who got that. Yeah, but that's the thing. It makes it the game so much harder. Mm-hmm. You got to kill him twice. You yeah. have to kill them twice. <laughs> or run away the second time. Yeah. Just killed this guy. Can he stay dead <laughs> for 10 minutes? <laughs> and then also the way when uh, certain souls start on the map, it affects the map as well. And so it used to be that it would have this huge zones of like pure invisibility. And so what they did is they replaced it with changing the plants around the map. So there's plants called the Blast Cone, Scryer's Bloom, and uh, Honey Fruit. Uh-huh. Honey Fruit basically gives you health. Uh, Scryer's Bloom, you hit it, it gives you vision in a cone forward ahead of you. And Blast Cone, if you're in a circle around the cone, it'll like launch you over walls and stuff. Huh. And so the Blast Cone la- launches you further. If it's affected by the uh, Chemtech Rift, the Chemtech Soul. Mm. Um, the Scryer's Bloom will reveal a larger area and will take down wards to just one health. So that like, mm. if they have vision in that area, you can come and clear it out just much faster. Boom them. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then boom. Uh, the Honey Fruit, now it doesn't slow you and it gives you a slight shield. So before when you would eat Honey Fruit, you would like, get slowed down like real slow. Mm-hmm. But now it doesn't slow you, and it also gives you a shield. Mm. Huh. So overall, very cool. But there is one more change, which is actually kind of like the biggest thing of this whole preseason. Oh, you saved the best for last. I saved the best for last. Ah. And so, his name is John Cena. Newest <laughs> champion in New Legends history. <laughs> <laughs> he is our first invisible tank. <laughs> 
Are you sure about that? <laughs> so that good. what they're doing is they are completely changing. Well, not completely changing, but they're making big changes to the jungle. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're adding new jungle pets. So the, at the beginning of the game, you can choose your pet. You can choose either a little green lizard, a blue wolf, or I don't remember what the red one is. I think it's like. Uh, I've got a question. Yes, Why would sir? anyone choose anything other than the little green lizard? I was thinking about the blue wolf. There but might it's be a little green lizard. There's probably but buffs and difference of stats. It's a dog. I mean, I know, <laughs> I know, like realistically that. Oh, but in it's your a, heart. But, it's a, but in your heart, okay, it's you, a green lizard. You have the lizard. I will be petting my dog and happy about life. Mm-hmm. I will be yeah. holding my lizard, and he will. Yeah, exactly. Look He's at a lizard. He'll, He'll look at you with his lizardy <laughs> eyes. He'll look at you and lick his eye. <laughs> Meanwhile, intimidating me. With my dog at the park, it'll be beautiful. It's glorious. Yeah. Curious. So a little green lizard, like a blue kind of winter wolf, and a kind of red, like fire. It looks kind of like a lionish kind of thing. Huh. Sure. Interesting. It looks kind of lionish. Anyways, Lightning from Pokemon Sun mm-hmm. Moon. There it it's is. Pyroar. Nah. Pyroar. <laughs> Anyways, um, what these uh, jungle pets do is that they will make it so that you clear your jungle faster. It doesn't affect the enemy's jungle. So part of the game was counter-jungling where you would go into the enemy's jungle and take their camps, which would deny them XP and gold and get you more XP and gold. Nice. And so it makes counter-jungling a little bit harder. It also makes clears overall faster and easier because most champions didn't have the damage or the the sustain to take jungle camps, you know, safely. And so now super squishy, super like not early game central champions are able to actually go through the jungle and survive. Mm. So there's a lot of streamlining with this early game process Mm -hmm. then. So they've basically made it most champions, like 99% of champions can now safely to the jungle there, there's some going to be more healthy than others mm-hmm. and some are going to be less so like you know you're still vulnerable if you're playing a very weak early game kind of style champion like I don't know Kale or something which will you know if someone tries to invade you and will find you while you're trying to take a camp you're going to be pretty low on health because you're getting smacked by these jungle monsters and so Happens then they'll be able every to day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll smack you pretty easily and then you'll be <laughs> done for your <laughs> game's already over run and so with this, these new changes, it's seriously lowered the skill cap. Oh, you love it when they lower the skill floor. Yeah, they, mm. they've seriously lowered the skill floor for actually like playing jungle because it's less about the micro of taking camps because now even like the – what's it called? Don't know. Don't ask me. The leash range. The range you can take the a jungle camp range. away. Yeah. Huh. So you, you can like – kind of have the jungle camp follow you, like the monster will follow you a certain oh, distance, but yeah, well, then yeah. it will return to its position. Oh, okay. And before it used to be like, ah, how far can I take it just to the very edge so that I am already closer to my next objective while still be able to, you know, hit the jungle camp. Gotcha. But now they've seriously lowered it, so now it's basically just like, oh, I'm just standing still. You have still. to be next to it. Mm-hmm. I'm basically mm. just standing still and hitting and then doing really nothing else. Nice. So, hmm. Yeah. Jungle, it's going to be definitely weird to see how this is all going to shape up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too well acquainted with like the the small in and outs of the jungle. There are definitely some very, very uh, niche things. But it's going to be interesting to see how things go and uh, where the jungle is going to 
take us in the future because the jungle already felt like a completely overpowered role. So <laughs> we're going to see what happens. Sick. League of Legends, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. In the jungle, the in mighty my jungle. solitude. <laughs> what is going on to my right? <laughs> I don't really know. So those are our new segments. League of Legends, Overwatch. Boy. Indirect. Boy. 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 And uh, Boy. Doom. See, what's <laughs> funny is th- three of those companies and three of those games are up for Game, game Awards. Doom is not. Yeah. Well, Doom came it's out. It's been out a few years yeah, now. Doom has been out a while. Yeah. I don't know. Tell that to Among Us VR. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. but Among Us VR just came out <laughs> Wait. this year. Or just Among Us in general. Among Us. Game of the Year Award. Game Game Awards. Uh, nominations were out on Monday. There's like 30 different categories. And I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. I don't recognize like 80% of these games. I recognized There's... a good amount of them. I don't think there were any categories that I had no knowledge yeah, of. There were some the categories games, where I was but... like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but what we're going to do is we're not necessarily going to be speed running the categories, but we're going to I'm going to go through all the cat each category, read off the nominations. And then if anybody has any comments to say about anything regarding that category, we will stop, discuss it and then move on. We should take turns reading them. Or we can also a good do idea. That. that is a good idea. All right. Who wants to read the first one? And then we'll just go clockwise. I do because. All right. I, or I you can start games. with the Game of the Year <laughs> nominees. <laughs> All right. Game of the Year nominees. We have A Plague Tale Requiem, the sequel to A Plague Tale Innocence, a game that was out a while ago. Elden Ring, which yes. needs no introduction. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok. Which got its introduction. Boy. 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 Horizon Forbidden West, sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, also a very solid game. Stray, which was the little indie, it, the little indie game that could this year that came out, yeah, and the, uh, the dark horse of this, the dark horse, of this yeah. nomination. <laughs> and Xenoblade Chronicles Three sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> Two and no. Xenoblade Chronicles. Wow, <laughs> what? Wow. That's wow. shocking. <laughs> I I find this category interesting because Stray's on there. It Stray kind of feels like they were like, oh, we want uh, indie representation. Uh, Stray. Well, like here's the yeah. thing, though. A lot of people, including YouTubers, were just gushing over Stray. I've never well, played yeah, it myself. But, but like, Game of the Year is... levels? I don't know about that. No, I don't know. I don't apparently know. It was a it was... pretty solid game. I've heard it was pretty good. But, but it's better than Elden Ring I, I do God agree that I'd personally put it over Elden Ring, at least. Ooh, really? Really? Yeah. I was, so here's here's my thought on as it does. I do kind of agree with you, Aiden, because it does seem like in most years, I've followed the Game, the game Awards for a while, and in most years, they, they do have a game in there. They do have an indie pick. Not necessarily that it doesn't deserve it. Like uh, 2018, the indie pick was Celeste, and oh, Celeste yeah. is an incredible game. And so, like, it totally deserved its nomination. But they always do. I feel like have a shout out one indie pick that mm. is there. Has that indie pick ever won? Yes, actually. W- which one? Which won? one? Last year's. Wait. Which was, uh, unless I'm mistaking, which was It Takes Two. Oh, you're right. It oh, Takes it Two. Takes two it was Takes Two such was a the good It game. Takes Two mm. did win. It took the it took the game of the year, and that was their kind of smaller studio indie pick. But this but, year, I would imagine that we're looking at Ragnarok and Elden Ring. I would imagine those are the two probably. behemoths probably fighting it out. One of those two. I I was honestly surprised that Ragnarok was for so many awards when it literally came out a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knew it was going to be good before it. Even I was came like, out. wow, they were <laughs> nominating I mean, it for things before it was. You know, out. advanced copies are a thing that might have been involved. So they still, could get a taste. It's still it. really really cool. That well, cool and 
funny. All right, do you guys want to hear my hot take on this? On the game of the year? On the game of the year. Are you year? sure it's not as cold as the axe? <laughs> no, it's as hot as the <laughs> No, it's, it's, hot as, it's hot as his blades. All right, what is the year? All right, so obviously we can vote, right? People can vote. And I voted yeah. for my game yeah, of the, the year. Yeah, the vote doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't mean anything, yeah, but what, I, voted, vote I voted for God of War Ragnarok, of Fair course, enough. because Makes I love sense. it. But That's shocking. I do not think that it should win. I uh, haven't played I, it, so I can't say, but you've played it, and if you're saying that... No, 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 like, I think it totally deserves to win, but I think that Elden Ring is just, like, I've tried to play Elden Ring, and I can't get into it, but that's just me. I can recognize that Elden Ring is a masterpiece. It's just a masterpiece. It's a well, just incredibly well-crafted game, you know? Mm, yeah. And it's like, I mean, if there's a game that deserves to win the Game of the Year award... It's Elden Ring. Probably. I think so too. <laughs> like, I'm voting if for there's, it right no, now, if there's a game actually. that deserves to win the Game of the Year award, it's obviously Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Isn't this the one that has Toothpaste Boy? No, that's Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, yeah, that was. But like, I love God of War Ragnarok. I like it a lot more than I liked playing Elden Ring. But Elden Ring is just as a whole. Such Elden Ring a will probably game. win it. But if Elden Ring and it doesn't win it, it, Ragnarok will take it. Yeah. Probably. Oh yeah. And we yeah. did say, I think it was last episode like the 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 big three of open world games are Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild, and Skyrim. So yeah, that's you true. Know, that's yeah. such a lasting impact on the game industry. We'll we'll right. probably see it's it's the fallout from Elden Ring for years to come in a very right. good way. Oh yeah. Of game yeah. design. There's a, there's a meme going around because Horizon Forbidden West or Horizon uh, Zero Dawn came out about three days before Breath of the Wild and got completely overshadowed because <laughs> Breath of the Wild came out. Horizon Forbidden West came out and about a week later... Elden, Elden Ring, Ring comes out. out. Yeah. And so there's a meme that everyone's like, I can't wait to see what game comes out three days after the sequel to Horizon, Horizon. Forbidden West. <laughs> and it sucks because the Horizon games are good. They're solid they're games. They're very good. But unfortunately, just, they just get overshadowed by these game-changing games like Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring. All right, Kyle, what's our next category? Our next category on the Game Awards 2022 is Best Game Direction. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) How am I supposed to follow that up? Uh, It'd be funny or something. I don't know. All right. (laughs) The nominees are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, (laughs) Horizon Forbidden West, (laughs) Immortality, and Stray. One of these things is not like the other. One of these things is... Not one of the Elden Ring and God of I got God of War was nominated I think for eleven awards. Elden Ring I think was for eight. Yeah, Sony is just Sony alone. I think is twenty nominations. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, and I think I think while Elden Ring should win Game of the Year, I think that God of War Ragnarok should win most of the other categories that it's because game direction mm, is awarded for outstanding creative vision for. and innovation in game direction and design i mean you could argue elden ring you could you, could you could it's totally more like could. elden ring was though it was more like elden ring was perfecting something that was already there which is the open world game you know yeah mm-hmm. if you yeah. want something that's innovative in design and direction stray honestly has a you really could good argue. you honestly that's could true. argue stray you know? for best game direction because it's just so different you i could, like yeah. stray yeah, you, you. I don't know who I'm gonna. I, I think for game on this. direction is a little bit up in the air between almost all of them. A little bit. Yeah, it's it's not because immortality, cut. I believe, is also an indie game, isn't it? Probably. I don't know yeah, much don't about, know immortality. Um, about immortality. Let's, like, I think, like, up. I'm pretty sure immortality is an indie game because I remember reading, and it's like not up for best indie game. I don't think. Interesting. Uh, but the so game direction, you could argue, Stray, Elden Ring, and Ragnarok, yeah. Forbidden West, I. 
theoretically could win it, but I feel like it's probably the least. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal about Immortality. Immortality is an interactive film video game. Right. That's oh, what it is. So the idea is you, you need to cut your own path through the footage and solve the mystery. Oh, that's brilliant. So even that cool. one could potentially, because, I mean, that's pretty innovative. That's definitely direction. So I sure. would say Forbidden West is probably the least likely to win this one. Uh, but all of the nothing other... against Forbidden no, West. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Nothing for... it, it's just it, it's like the same thing when Forbidden West came out and had to compete against Breath, or when Zero Dawn came out and had to compete against Breath of the Wilds for that year's Game Awards. It's, it's so like, lucky. yeah, it's like it's a great game, and in any other year it would sweep. But it's like it all they always come out in years that they're just faced with <laughs> yeah. just the toughest. So that's a that's a good category. I don't know which one I would vote oh, for. Mm-hmm. That one's a pretty a good open category. Next. All right. Okay. Let's see. How's he going to follow it up? I'll, here, I'll, I'll do my best announcer voice. Let's hear it. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling, narrative development in a game. Mm. A Plague Tale, Requiem. Elden Ring. God of War, Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West. And Immortality. I think we're going to see a lot of the same cluster yes, of games. Yes, yes, Elden Ring and Ragnarok are quite in there a lot. So this one, so this category is fun because a lot of people have a bit of an issue with Elden Ring yeah. being nominated here because Elden Ring doesn't, like it's it got has that history. George R. R. Martin. It has like history and like it goes into the history of the like the the lore of the game, but like in terms of actual like narrative development, yeah, people argue that it doesn't really exist. Well, uh, so so I, I was reading about uh, reading about this because yeah, it, it's a big source of a lot of debate in the whole thing. Is like people are like, you're really putting Elden Ring against. God of War Ragnarok in the narrative department because God of War Ragnarok is a game that's soul is its, its story. story. Mm. And it's same like, with a Plague Tale. Yeah, and, and yeah, same with a Plague Tale. And it's like an Elden Ring. You don't play it for the story. You don't play no. it for the story, but it does have a lot. It does have a lot of story. That and story is, is just dying. kind of hidden away in little lore. Yeah, bits, if you're you looking know? for it, you'll find it. Oh yeah, but the thing is, is that if you are looking for it There's and you find there. it, there's so much there, and there it's is. so quality. It's like even even the the uh, the director, the game director of God of War Ragnarok, Corey Balrog, he he kind of chimed into this whole debate on Twitter and he posted this whole like long thing where he was like, hey, like, I think that every video game tells its own story in some way. Mm-hmm. Tetris. And Tetris. Pong? <laughs> and I don't know, he, he basically, he, he came out in his whole, in, in this defense of Elden Ring absolutely deserves this oh, spot. Yeah, yeah, You know, and, and that's the game director of God of War, Ragnarok speaking, you know. So I think there's there's a good argument for both. Should God of War Ragnarok win? I imagine yes. it will win. I think A Plague Tale might be the only one that might challenge it, but yeah. I think God of War Ragnarok's story is deeper. Yeah. Mm. So, But Eld- if Elden Ring did win, I would understand why. A lot of people would be upset. so much lore there. And it's all written by George R. R. Martin, who wrote the Song of Ice and Fire books. And Yeah, but didn't he not want to... He doesn't like video doesn't games. Like video I'm just going to say that. Yeah. And Brandon Sanderson loves video games, but yeah, we had a whole discussion about that. Moving on. Sorry. All right. Next up, best art direction for outstanding creative and/or technical achievement and artistic design and animation, starring Elden Ring, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West, <laughs> Scorn, huh? and Stray. <laughs> Wow. Again, wow. one of these things is <laughs> not like the other. So Scorn, I don't know anything about, but I looked at it. It's like someone described it as basically wallpaper, the video game. It's like it's a lot of – it's actually like art-based and could actually have a shot at winning this category So a bit. Scorn is basically um, 
what's the BYU friendly way of putting this? Oh, um, <laughs> scorn is basically how do I uh, gore Ew. everything? Enjoyment. Go, gore enjoy <laughs> gore. Uh, <laughs> so it's a game for masochists. Yeah, it basically the entire game is built. Its whole art style is just built around being as just disgusting and like gross, like. I don't know, like feeling as you can possibly get. It's like, you know, the flood in Halo. Oh, yeah. And you know how the flood in Halo, when you see them, especially in like the newer, like remaster graphics, you're just like, it's like, it's meant to make you whole thing is like, I'm going to take that. I'm going to dial it up to a billion. (laughs) And then that's going to be like the whole identity of the art style. Outstanding creative artistic design. It's unique. It's unique. unique. It's disgusting, but it's unique of this on Steam and yeah this is such a different I feel feeling. like this category is fairly wide open a little bit yeah yeah. this feels a little bit like something else from some sci-fi thing I've seen though that not quite Halo but I can't quite put my finger on I got nothing yeah. it's just it's it's nasty it's a I, there's a word for it like body horror but not like I don't know there's a word for it <laughs> grotesque I know you're talking about grotesque yeah like something there's a word for it but yeah it's that it's like it's gross. A lot of And it's all in Unreal Engine. Unreal. So you know any the one of fire. these games I think could win best art direction. It's mm. probably going to be Ragnarok or Elden Ring, but you know, if there was one that could upset one of those that, two? Well, if there was one that Forbidden West is going to win, could be this one. It would probably be this one. I mean, one. their their art design is that game. Is Forbidden, very Forbidden West is a beautiful game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. They even got the peach so is, fuzz. So is Ragnarok, but like Yeah. <laughs> You've seen the, the rants on the peach fuzz? Oh, oh yeah, the rants yeah. on the peach fuzz. It's the funniest crap. <laughs> All right. What's uh, next? Court? What's the next category? What is the next category? Ooh. Best score and music. I'm going to look on yours because my yeah, phone's he's going to cheat dead. off my laptop. Wow. <laughs> Best score and music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. <laughs> Not Doom. <laughs> Not Doom. <laughs> we have... Drum roll, please. Who's going to guess? A Plague Tale Requiem. Elden Ring. Wow. God of War Ragnarok. And there's actually a new one. Metal Hellsinger. Discount Doom. Discount Doom. (laughs) And Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, I'm going to go on a limb right here. God of of War Ragnarok, like its predecessor before, it has an amazing, amazing soundtrack with the big boom, boom, boom that comes in and you're just like, whoa. I've been a fan. I've been a fan of Bear McCreary for like 15 years, yeah. and mm. he is just such a good composer. Oh, he's it's amazing. And it's so, amazing. it'll probably win. Metal Hellsinger though is one of those games where the music is very much incorporated into the gameplay. Yeah, that is true. I mean, it's literally Hellsinger. Yeah, it's yeah. True. <laughs> and then you have Xenoblade Chronicles, which is your cl- which is a classic good JRPG soundtrack. Yeah. Well, let's be mm. real. JRPGs just as a genre have been very well known for having great soundtracks. Yeah, they have. Yeah. So well, Nintendo never really disappoints with their music. That's you know? true. No, you can <laughs> count on so Nintendo true. and Sega. Mm-hmm. Even if the rest of the game is nearly unplayable, the soundtrack will be a banger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up. Next up. We have Best Audio Design, and our nominees are Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the, the new version of Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, wow. God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, Turismo, Gran Turismo, I totally messed up my pronunciation of that, it's a racing game, and Horizon Forbidden West. Whoa. I would love to see Gran Turismo come out and win this category. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I, like, okay, like, the sound design in God of War? 
Ragnarok is lovely. But like it would be hilarious to see like Gran Turismo or Call of Duty win this <laughs> because it's like you've got like these RPG games, like mm-hmm. these story, like beautiful. And then it's like cars, cars, <laughs> guns, <laughs> <laughs> guns go. <laughs> no, you'd actually, actually, you'd be surprised how much work goes. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why Body I was design. like yeah. genuinely there's a non zero percent chance that Call of Duty or Gran Turismo could like yeah. could take it. Yeah. Could unironically take these categories. Really and they deserve it. I mean, they sounds, they you know? they, mm-hmm. they yeah. put the work in, especially I mean, I Gran Turismo is detail oriented, you know, and it's like and they put the work in to make sure that every single one of their cars sounds Super right. I mean, I don't mm. think they will. They're probably going to go to God of War or Elden Ring, but probably. You know. But yeah, it's fun to think about potentially one of those other two games. It'll be it. fun to compare all of our guesses and stuff to how it actually goes on December eighth. Yeah, it is going to be. We so should funny. write this down so hmm. that we have it ready. This is another <laughs> one where Horizon Forbidden West could potentially yes, pull through. Very much so. Because oh, that game sounds does also like have the, some the, amazing uh, the mech dinosaurs. The mech yeah, the mech dinosaurs oh, sounds yeah. incredible. And like if you hit so them true. with an arrow at a certain angle from at a certain part of their body, it like makes different sounds. Yeah. Like it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next up, Kyle. Oh, the, hey, nice. they, it's actually it's me. That Kyle's yeah, the one that's <laughs> best hey, performance. Just kidding. Uh, why am I not on this? I'm the I'm an actual voice actor. <laughs> like. Yeah, uh, is this Ashley Birch or yeah. Burke? Birch, I believe. Birch. Birch. Ash- Ashley Birch in Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Charlotte McBurney for A Plague Tale Requiem. Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok. Boy. Boy. He's Boy. the voice of Kratos? Yeah. He's the voice nice. of Kratos. Yeah. He's the voice of the God of War. Uh, Man Engage and Immortality. And God of... Uh, excuse me. Sonny Soldier. <laughs> God of War. <laughs> in God of War Ragnarok. And he plays Atreus. He plays Atreus. He plays Boy. He, plays he Boy. is Boy. He's boy. So I boy. think this one, I, I've boy. I've heard a lot of people say that Charlotte did a really good job in a Plague Tale. I've heard little little bits and pieces of it. I think this will probably come down between Christopher Manon and Charlotte because people have also kind of yeah. talked up Manon's performance in Immortality. I'm just gonna vote for Christopher just in deep voice solidarity. <laughs> and <laughs> so I think Chris, Christopher will probably win it just off of like popularity. Of popularity. Well, here's mm-hmm. the thing: is I really want Christopher Judge to win this because. When the Game Awards came around in 2018, when the original game came out, he, it was neck and neck for best performance between him and the guy and uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who voices Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh, and it's that's like kind of a tough. One that's to go. that's as tough as competition as they can get. And so, like the guy who who plays Arthur Arthur Morgan deservedly won that award. Mm-hmm. But Christopher Unlucky. Judge really should have also earned something. His performance is incredible. Uh-huh. So I want him to win this one nice. just because, like... Mm. All right, awesome. next up. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't know a single game on this list. Games for Impact, for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. A memoir blue, As Dust Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Ending, Extinction is Forever, and Hindsight, as well as I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. I don't know any of these games. You guys? Uh, I no. I do know a little bit about As Dusk Falls because I watched a Microsoft presentation. Um, <laughs> no, it was like it was like it was Microsoft's like E3 presentation yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and they had this big, huge, long section about As Dusk Falls, and I was I've like, I heard that it's a really good game. People have talked about it. I was really bored, good, during but I know section. nothing about this category, <laughs> so it probably is best if I don't vote for anything here. Yeah, uh, I was a teenage exocolonist. Sounds like a like a B. 
<laughs> a B-roll uh, anime title. It, it totally does. It's totally like, does. Actually, like it does. that one time I got transformed into a slime. Actually, no, that one is an incredible show. But yes, uh, a good but show. this does sound like the name of like that a one time I was anime. reincarnated as a teenage exocolony. <laughs> <laughs> he got hit by truck. It's, uh, do you know what it reminds me of? It's that old Nick show. My life is a teenage, teenage robot. robot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've heard rumors that there's a, a team of independent animators trying to revive that show. Oh no, that would be and I loved that show. Yeah. Kid, so. Moving along, court. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> oh, court! You're gonna love this category. Ooh, best ongoing. Ooh, oh, here court, we go. You and I are gonna fight over this. Yeah, one. you two are gonna have Hold fun on. here. And you're not <laughs> gonna chip in. Can I, can I steal your computer? Once Giving more? my laptop <laughs> to the enemy. Like, I hate this category. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Best ongoing. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience. Over, yep, yeah, over time. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy. 14. 14. Is that 14? Okay, 14. I don't know my Roman, Roman numerals. numerals. <laughs> Fortnite <laughs> and Genshin Impact. You didn't say that right. You got a Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. There we go. <laughs> so out of spite, I will not be voting for Fortnite. On principle, I refuse. <laughs> on, on principle. On principle. <laughs> and here, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that honestly, if Genshin Impact won, I wouldn't be mad. Because yeah. what I want to win here is a game that genuinely... Not Apex Legends does does a good job of supporting their player base with free general like free not like Apex supportive content. You know, yeah, not Apex. Le- Destiny Two is pretty good, although their prices for their new expansions. Are I, I, it's really going to come expensive. between Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and Genshin. Honestly, yeah. and FF fourteen is a very good game. Yeah, yeah. but I I personally think Genshin is a, a shoe in because of the recent Sumeru release. Well, they There's have so many so releases, much stuff. Oh my goodness! And it's just insane. The quests are so much longer, deeper, and the the dialogue is infinitely better than it was in previous uh, expansions to the game. It's just insane how much stuff they've put into it, and the story is getting cooler and better as time goes on. Yeah, like good honestly, stuff. and that that's yeah. why like I'll I'll vote for Fortnite all day every day because I love Fortnite, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But if Genshin were to win, I wouldn't be mad because I. No, because I've heard how good Genshin is with adding new stuff. You yeah, know, yeah, like they're very good with it. It's, it's like every new region is better than the previous. It's insane. I just voted for Genshin. Next up, best <laughs> indie game. We gotta keep rolling. We gotta keep rolling. There, yes, best indie game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. First up, we have Cult of the Lamb. Uh, next is Neon White. Then Sifu, and then Stray. 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 <laughs> and finally, Tunic. I feel like if Stray doesn't win this, it's kind of like funny because it's like nominated for Game of the Year and can't win its own category. But so, mm. all right, I do have a little bit of background on a couple of these. Okay. Neon White, unless I'm thinking of the wrong Donkey video, is a video, <laughs> the video game Donkey. donkey is, is, a, is a game the video uh, the video game Donkey did a video on, and it's like it, it seems like it's kind of like it's a very fast paced first person shooter. And, like, you get, like, these cards that give you different guns. And then, like, you have to, like, Ooh. manage it. And it's all very, like, I don't know. It's, it's got a very cool art style. It looks pretty fun. I'm Not probably my type of game, but it looked really well made. Nice. And Tunic, yeah. Tunic is a very heavily Zelda-inspired. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look I've at the guy. That, He's yeah. in the yeah. green tunic. He's in the green with tunic. A, a blue and red shield and a sword. That's so Zelda. That's so right. Link. It, it, and the, the, the developers have been very open in that they're, like, this is... 100% Zelda inspired. We wanted to make our own game paying homage basically to Zelda. And supposedly it's incredible. I mean, I haven't played it, but well, I've heard well, it's see awesome. see who wins then. 
to end what's next. Yeah. Oh boy, can't wait to follow our up. favorite kind of games. Our favorite kind of games? Mobile games. All right. So we have Apex Legends Mobile. Diablo Immortal. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Genshin Impact. Yay. Marvel Snap. Mm-hmm. And Tower of Fantasy. So my favorite thing is that I don't know how Diablo Immortal's on here. <laughs> right? So we've got Diablo Immortal that? and basically Walmart Genshin. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Tower of Fantasy is totally literally just an, is. is just a re it's, it's just a Genshin. It's a Genshin ripoff with a little more great value with Genshin. amounts and just not. I, it's genuinely, not as good. it's this literally is Genshin Impact versus Marvel Snap, and uh, Genshin probably. is probably yeah. the better shoe in for it. Oh, I would definitely. Imagine. Yeah. So Genshin probably walks away. I didn't from realize it. that Apex Legends had a mobile version. Right. That's mm-hmm. the point. It was new. It's oh, like fairly really pretty new. new. Oh. Next up, best community support. So this is recognizing game for outstanding community support, including transparency, responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity, and game updates slash patches. First up, Diablo Immortal. <laughs> Apex Legends, no. Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, <laughs> and No Man's Sky. It's I am surprising voting for No Man's Sky. What's funny is this is basically just the ongoing game list minus Genshin. Yeah. yeah pretty hmm. much, which is kind of ironic. I imagine Fortnite... Sh- I think Fortnite I think should Fortnite win this. Should Fortnite win this adds so much stuff all the time. But, like, I think it's been flying under the radar, but No Man's Sky has added so much it, content it since has. its release. It's it a has. bigger game than they originally promised yeah, but now, Fortnite which is, is why I voted for No Man's yeah. Sky. No Man's Sky, if it wins, I wouldn't be mad. No, but I wouldn't I, I think Fortnite think should, Fortnite should, shouldn't take, should it. take it because it, mm. they update it so regularly yeah, and add so much new stuff. All right, Core, what's next? Innovation in accessibility, recognizing Ooh. software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey <laughs> Return Island. Return to Monkey Island. <laughs> Return to Monkey. So funny. Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. I'm going to be real with you guys. I only recognize a few of these. But I do know that The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I've heard that the because Part One, the new this is like the newer Part One, isn't it? This is the remastered. So it's part like one, they. Yeah. I heard that they they took all of like the good accessibility stuff in Part Two and now put it into made the, them even the better in yeah. the new Part One. And yeah, nice. and Part Two for all of its many flaws, which I will not go into here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of Part Two, but was an amazing game for accessibility options. Yeah, I mean, the the gamut of accessibility options that you had available in The like Last of Us Part 2 changing enemy cut, like every kind of like was accessibility incredible. Yeah. And so if they have even half of that in The, in the Last of Us Part 1, I think it should take it. At least a but, shot at taking it. Yeah. Kyle, what's mm-hmm. next? All right. Next up is best VR slash AR. And we have After the Fall... Among Us VR, Among Us, Among Us. <laughs> Bone Lab, Moss Book Two, and Red Matter Two. I'm sorry, but if if Among Us wins this category, <laughs> it very well that, might. It, it should. Might. <laughs> Funniest thing. It, no, it, it really should be such a meme. Should though, because I've heard that Among Us VR in reviews that I've read oh, about I've it, heard it that it's pretty is good, incredible. I've just, heard it's I'm like sure peak it's Among Us. So funny, <laughs> peak Among Us. You that peak Among Us. Peak Among Us. <laughs> there is a peak Among Us. <laughs> but like, uh, I feel like that would just enhance the feeling of the game, especially with proximity chat. Yeah, so much. I have heard the Red Matter 2 is pretty revolutionary, but I haven't looked too much into it. Mm. Fun. So, could be some strong Bone contenders. Lab is basically just Bone uh, Gmod 
Oh, but like mod in VR gets my. Wait a minute, on. that actually sounds kind of sick. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. Not What's next? So up next we have the best action games, the controversial Bayonetta three, hey. <laughs> the second Call of Duty Modern Warfare two, the high action video game donkey reviewed neon white <laughs> Sifu. And of course, the highly acclaimed, <laughs> the highly acclaimed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. I didn't even know they were doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff right now. I love that this is nominated here because oh. it's just like you have all these games. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Ninja Revenge. Ninja Turtles. I uh, I would I probably imagine cartoon. Call of Duty probably wins this one. Probably. But uh, so the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is a I would love if it won. remaster. I would love it if it won. It's, <laughs> from what I understand, it's it's a remaster or maybe even a remake of a classic old like arcade yeah, style yeah, yeah, beat 'em yeah. up. Well, I mean, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two is also a remaster. Not true. of an old arcade <laughs> style game. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. But I mean, I think just off name alone, Call of Duty, Call or, Duty maybe or, or maybe Bayonetta takes this. But I don't know. TMNT. <laughs> could could sweep. Could sweep. All right, next up, similar to this category, best action adventure game. Ooh. For the best action adventure game combining combat with tra- traversal and puzzle solving. And here we go, back to the familiar games. A Plague Tale Requiem. Wow. God of War Ragnarok. Wow. Horizon Forbidden West. Wow. Wow. Stray. Wow. And Tunic. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what a cute little uh, I would imagine God of War probably fox. takes this God of War, one. I think, would have to, yeah. Hmm. I mean... It's right up its alley. I mean, Horizon Forbidden West could sneak it, but if if they're being honest with which one's the higher quality game, it's going to be God of War. I'm sorry, Horizon Forbidden West. I love you. All right. <laughs> what's next? Oh, you're up, aren't you? Oh, I guess I, I keep stealing your computer. I'm sorry. My phone's dead. Okay. Best role-playing game. Elden Ring. Live a Live. Pokemon Legends. Arceus. Is that, did I say that right? Is it Live Alive? Live alive. Uh, live alive. Live alive. Live alive. Live alive. Uh, triangle strategy. <laughs> Continue. Wait, say what? the last one. <laughs> and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Hey. hey. So why are you laughing at triangle because strategy? Because it's the dumbest name. I'm sorry. Oh, you're just laughing at the name. No, yeah. because you know. they announced it in the Nintendo Direct like years ago. And they were like, Project Triangle Strategy. Name not final. And then, <laughs> and then, they, kept and then they came out with it. And they were like, Triangle Strategy. It's like... What the heck? So I would say Xenoblade Chronicles should take this one. Can be honest. You think so? I think I think Elden Ring probably ends up winning it just because it's Elden Ring. But I honestly think Xenoblade Chronicles should get a shout out of her. Yeah. Yeah. I want to start playing Xenoblade Chronicles games, and a lot of people told me the best one to start on is actually number three. So yeah, interesting. So it's, it's like I I think Elden Ring will probably take it just because it's Elden Ring. But Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah. I think, should. Uh, well, get to, I do get a think shout one of the it. charms of Elden Ring, though, is yes, it's combat and everything, and it's deep lore, but. It is very customizable to your own player. It is very oh, yeah, much a yeah, yeah. role-playing game. You know, like you mm-hmm. choose your role, you can Endlessly change how your character of course. respect. But, yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles, I mean, it's a, give it something, man. Oh, yeah, it deserves something. I will say that the live, uh, live I don't know how to pronounce that, but okay. Uh, artwork reminds me of the old fan- Final Fantasy games, and that triggers some serious nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. but this isn't the art category. It no, is the it's RPG role. category. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, next category is best fighting. So we've got some fun ones here. We have DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star <laughs> Battle Royale. <laughs> 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 
oh, you're approaching me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he said when the other people got nominated. Mm. The King of Fighters Ooh. 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. So Sifu has generated some controversy because Sifu doesn't even have head-to-head. It's a single-player game. Oh, really? Why is that here, that? Everyone heck? is like, why is Sifu here? Because this is a PvE game. It's a single-player PvE. It doesn't have a PvP head-to-head modes because you fight them. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. But no, but fighting look, in so many games. for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. So it's like PVE. Yeah, it made it everybody be like, sense. so what the heck is the definition of a fighting game then for this category? If, if a PVE game, <laughs> I want I want multiverses. To multiverses win. deserves that win. 100%. Either that or JoJo. <laughs> yeah, I'm tempted to vote for JoJo's <laughs> just for the JoJo's one. Oh, oh that's amazing. Well, my, oh, I'm... <laughs> On to the best portion of all these. Best family games. Ooh. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Good. Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker Saga. Very good. Probably just going to vote Mario for that. plus <laughs> Rabbits. Spark of Hope. I've Nintendo Switch. Spots. And Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3. I honestly think anyone of these games could win. I would be happy with any of these except for Nintendo Switch Sports. If Nintendo Switch Sports wins, I'm throwing things and saying angry words. (laughs) Out of that one. I I think it probably comes down to Splatoon 3 and Lego Star Wars just off of name. Name. Name alone. Unknown for Lego Star Wars. Kirby? Yeah, yeah, but Kirby of Forgotten Land has been pretty well received. Yeah, you know? that's true. I I think Splatoon three might actually be the one to take it. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm guessing. But I'd it's like, I would Star guess Wars. Lego Star I would love Wars. For Lego Star yeah, it's just it was a big game. Yeah, and I mean it's still even months after its release, it's still one of the best selling games in the market right now. I mean yeah. like it's it's got pretty good staying power as well. Next up, best best Talks simulation and strategy. Best game focused on real time or turn based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Dune, Spice Wars, Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. I love just the drastic difference in art styles. You've got like <laughs> hyper realistic Dune Spice Wars. You've got somewhat realistic Victoria 3, like crazy high fantasy and then Total Mario. War. And you have Mario. <laughs> and then even, even below that, on like the intensity of the art style is Two Point Campus. Two Point Campus. Is just I this. mean, not to speak against it, but this looks like it was animated in a very simple It looks simple like animation. claymation. <laughs> it looks like claymation. It does. It looks like Walls and Gromit. It totally does. <laughs> Jeez, Gromit. Jeez, Gromit. Jeez. Now, my, my head canon now is that this principal guy in Two Point Campus, it just sounds like Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I will say, okay, of mm. these, I've only played one. Which one? And that is Total War Warhammer 3. And I think even if Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope is good, which it, apparently it is, but Total War Warhammer 3 is the culmination of two years, other Warhammer years games. and years. I mean, because it's like all the stuff from Total War Warhammer 1 and all the stuff from Total War Warhammer 2 is all ported over into Warhammer 3 if you have if you own the wow. past games. So if you own the past games and you have all the content, there's like, it's something, I mean, it's a ridiculous amount. I can't remember. My brother would know, but it's like, I mean, it's like 40-something different factions, all, like, unique and, like, just incredible amounts of effort went into it. I've played a little bit of, like, a little joint co-op campaign with some Uh friends. Yeah, and you, it's a good time. It's a good time. You want to time. talk about anything that has a stupidly large amount of lore, it's Warhammer. Oh, Warhammer's lore it's is insane. insane. <laughs> I had a friend who I didn't know anything about Warhammer, and he sat me down. And he was like, listen here. He's like, Court, I'm going to educate you about Warhammer. He sat me down for like three hours wow. at his house just talking me through all of the Warhammer lore, and we still didn't even scratch the surface. All right, what's <laughs> next? Who's up, me? 
Yes. Okay. Best sports or racing game for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing games. So we have F1 22, FIFA 23. I have my own gripes with FIFA. Mm. NBA 2K23. Gran Turismo 7. I said it right this time, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. And Ollie Ollie World. I love how Ollie, it's just Ollie like four, four like established titles that are like on like number 23, you know? And then there's just Ollie Ollie World. <laughs> Ollie Ollie World. <laughs> That's why like I voted for Ollie Ollie World. Style. Oh, it looks, it looks I fun. don't I don't really care who wins this category because I don't play any of these sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo mm-hmm. just based off of uh, they do good work with their cars. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, racing games. I just don't want FIFA to win. That's all. I'm yeah, that's say. that's yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> any of us have any connection with sports. <laughs> I do with football, but there's no Madden game on there, and Madden games don't really play mm-hmm. that great. Yeah. Anyways, best multiplayer. Oh, here we go. Ooh. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Oh, I have stakes in this one. Multiverses. Overwatch 2, (laughs) Splatten 3, Splatten, and the acclaimed (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. So, obviously, I'm going to be voting for Overwatch 2. I'm just going to say it. And honestly, uh, Call of Duty is really the only game I would say that should beat Overwatch 2. Well, you don't think the Splatten 3 is going to put up a a fat... Like, on on scale, I think that Call of Duty and Overwatch 2 are the two biggest games on this list. Probably. Y'all are obviously biased. The real winner here is Teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Revenge. (laughs) I I will vote for Overwatch 2. I think Call of Duty probably takes it. I think probably, yeah. Especially since all of the conflict and like all the not conflict, the controversy around Overwatch 2's so launch and things. Yeah, Overwatch like Call of yeah. Duty is mm-hmm. a more polished game, which is hilarious coming from Call of Duty. But <laughs> that's ironic. <laughs> owned by the same company, but yeah, I think Call of Duty takes it. But obviously, I'll be voting for uh, for Overwatch. Overwatch. All right, Ooh, next up, brand loyalty. Yeah, I mean, Court does it with Fortnite. I do. <laughs> all right, next up, I content creator of the year, streamer, or content creator has made an important and positive impact. So Carl Jacobs, Ludwig. Nibelian? 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 Nobru and QT Cinderella. I would vote for Ludwig because that's the only name I recognize. I would vote for Carl Jacobs because I love him in Mr. Beast videos. He's my favorite of the little Mr. Beast crew. Oh, so you you vote for him because you can't vote for Mr. Beast? Well, I mean, <laughs> I like him in Mr. Beast videos. Like he's one of the like the little Mr. Beast crew that's in like all of Mr. Beast videos. I love mm. they're like we can't do Mr. Beast quick. Who else can we do? Uh, yeah, and I would fun. I, I would like do him. Ludwig. The things I've seen of Ludwig, he's a cool guy. Uh, this just makes me miss Technoblade, though. That's true. He should. Oh, he should win. <laughs> Honestly, that would be really cool. Posthumously, that would actually be a pretty that cool. That would be awesome. Move. That'd be a pretty cool move. Technoblade, Technoblade never, never dies. dies. Hey. hey. <laughs> Next up is yes. I'm pulling it up. Best debut indie. So this is for the first. The the wait. It's course turn. It's course turn. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. Hello, everyone. Uh, okay. <laughs> best debut indie for the best debut game created by a brand new independent studio. So we've got some familiar uh, names here. Neon White, the donkey game. Um, <laughs> Norco. Don't know what that one is. Stray. You guys ready for it? Stray. Yay. Tunic and Vampire Survivors. Again, I'm like, Stray was nominated for Game of the yeah. Year, so it doesn't sweep the indie categories it's in. That's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I mm-hmm. do think Tunic has a chance because I've heard Tunic is really good, but Stray will almost certainly take this one. And Vampire Survivors kind of looks, from the picture, really simplistic, but perhaps that's part of its appeal. Yeah, I've heard Vampire Survivors is kind of like a bullet. Looks, what's, yeah. the, what's the what's the bullet 
Bullet Hell? Is bullet that what Hell is the, yeah. is the genre name. Are we allowed to say that on yeah. BYU? Yes. Because uh, it's Bullet Heck. All right, yeah. next up. Best Adaptation. Not you. <laughs> My But <turn>. I wanna. <laughs> Best Adaptation. For outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adopt, adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. I think this is going to be one of the Say most the nominations. Yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rush me. Uh, Arcane League of Legends. Yes. Woo. Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Mm-hmm. The Cuphead Show. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. That's pretty uh-huh. good. And mm-hmm. Uncharted. Like so it. what's funny is so, so somebody, they were going through and looking at all these categories and reviewing. And they made a point that I actually was like, wait, they kind of have, they're kind of onto something. Not most of these in this categories aren't adaptations of a video game. It's just another medium that takes place in the same universe. Yes. Or at least using the same characters. Using the same characters. So it's like they're not ad- adapting a video. It's not like you're taking like a you know, Mortal Kombat. It's like, okay, so we're going to use the combat style. You it, could argue that Uncharted is. Yeah, Uncharted is probably the closest yeah. one. Yeah, Uncharted definitely like, changes a Sonic, lot. Sonic, Cyberpunk, the... and Arcane are just in the same universe, and that's the connection with the games ends there, just with the characters. So it's kind of funny that it's like, oh, best adaptation. Uh, none of these are technically adaptations, but we'll yeah, run with but, it. Yeah. I feel like if you want, if I want to get on my soapbox here, I feel like that's the better way to do. Oh, it uh, definitely is. It oh, yeah. no, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think this comes down between Arcane and Cyberpunk. I think so too. Yeah. Like Arcane. Sonic the Hedgehog two, like that'd be it awesome. Fun, one, but, but it, yeah, it was a Edge fun Runners movie, and Arcane are just so are so, so, so good. good. I, I'm going to be personal. I, okay, I, I'll say this. I haven't seen Cyberpunk and Dread, Runners, so I'm not like super attached to it, but I will throw hands if Arcane League of Legends does not win. That is <laughs> one of the best Arcane TV is. shows See, I think ever. It, I think it will win simply because Edge Runners is an anime. Well, here's the thing. I th- I'm worried Edge Runners might win just because it's newer. No, but I, yeah. I think Arcane wins because Edge Runners is an anime. But this is the gamer community. No, anime uh, is a lot more accepted. Anime. But it's still anime. Except for the COD fanboys. It's still you know. the problem is it's still anime, and I think that alone will be like and League of Legends is the much bigger game. True. Yeah. So That's like true. Arcane and having League of Legends in it like launch. has yeah. I, I think Arcane has more name value to it. And Cyberpunk Edge Runners, as good as it has as good as it was, I think it like yeah, you, have you seen it? Because you said earlier you were you were intending to watch. it. I've watched it? bits and pieces of it. I need to watch all of it. And from what I have seen, it is very good. And the yeah. ending is very very nice. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I think Arcane wins just off of it being League of Legends and it being Arcane. Well, and yeah. Arcane is just and I mean, it was really good. Like so good. It, the show could succeed on its own merit yeah. as a yeah. show because and it's then just attaching so good. the fact that it's League of Legends, I think, just yeah. gives it even. So more. I think I'll cast my vote for. I League think of Arcane Legends. takes it. I, I wouldn't be upset if Edge Runners won it. No, me neither. I would love I if Sonic won it, but I don't think it will. <laughs> Sonic's not going <laughs> to win. I'm sorry, that would be the funniest upset of the year. <laughs> All right, what is next, Ben? The most anticipated game award. Oh, Ooh, man. this is an easy one. Final Fantasy 16. Wait a minute. Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> Hogwarts League of Legends. I mean, what? Oh, no. <laughs> Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Hasn't this been on like the most anticipated nomination for like the last probably two yes. years? Something, and it deserves to and win. And I think it's every, won it's every single time. Again. It'll probably win again. It better. What's funny is it's, it, do we have Final Fantasy 15? Does that exist? I don't know. I lost uh, track. Yes, it exists. Okay, I was a while like, Does ago. it exist? All right. Yeah, I think like League of Legends beginning. takes that. 
Uh, next huh? up. Did you say League of Legends? I'm just Takes kidding. That. Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Tears. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> all right. Tears. I'm going to make you all say Tears instead of Tears. No, it's Tears. Oh, all right. Nintendo next confirmed up, it was Best tears. esports game for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players. CSGO, Dota 2, League of Legends, Rocket League, and Valorant. I think Overwatch should be on there, but that's yeah. just me. I see a distinct mm-hmm. lack of Overwatch. I see a distinct <laughs> like, Like League of Legends, Dota 2, yes, 100%. Rocket League, can you make an argument for Valorant? It's run by Riot. It'd be like CSGO though, like I'm pretty like North America doesn't care about CSGO anymore. But Brazil does. Brazil does. Teasing for later in the episode. But so it's like <laughs> I wish Overwatch was on there because Overwatch somehow I'm like, surprised that Overwatch it got sponsored by Butterfinger. It was a huge sponsorship <laughs> and it popped off. <laughs> like the playoffs really like revived the game. But then again, it's like these nominations happened before that took place. Yeah. yeah, but then we have tons of God of War Ragnarok nominations. So you know. well, I'm no, surprised but that, that was Valorant more... is on there and Overwatch is not. I would. You could make an argument that Overwatch yeah. should be on there over either Valorant or Rocket League, but you know, it's I would disagree. I think Rocket League should win this. Well, and I'm gonna keep it real. League is winning it. Mm. If League of Legends doesn't win, it, okay, then yeah, it's League an upset. League should like, win. League it. of Legends but will win. This Rocket game. League. Yeah. Is a is a phenomenal and very fun game to watch. Oh, 100 percent. I love. But Rocket League of Legends League. is League of Legends, untouchable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a shot that Dota two could, but it's League of Legends. Yeah. Next up, court cover this category that you have no idea of. Okay, best esports <laughs> athlete. The esports go. athletes are. Oh, I don't like j- these j- names. Just say, um, just say the in, say the uh, in parentheses and in, in parentheses. Chovy, Faker, Kerrigan, Simple spelled with a one instead of an I, <laughs> and. Yay. So, Ben, <laughs> I imagine this will probably come between Simple and Faker, right? Um, I don't know. It's It depends. Faker is, like, if he's on there, he has a pretty decent chance of winning because he's, like, the unkillable demon king, yeah. long-time champion of League of Legends. But Chovy has just been... Oh, that's true. Also League of Legends. So he, he's, I, like, the rising star. It's literally going to come down to just probably them. It's probably simpler faker. Simpler faker, yeah. probably. I was going to laugh so hard if there were like Overwatch League players on the roster of best esports athlete. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Get proper on there, the league MVP. Come on. All right, now more esports. <laughs> Kyle, what do we got? <laughs> best esports team. The Dark Zero esports who play Apex Legends. FaZe Clan FaZe who play Clan. CSGO. Gen G, who play League of Legends, yeah. the LA Thieves, who play Call of Duty, and Loud, who play Valorant. So what's funny about this is didn't Gen G just, like, flame out at Worlds? So, I mean, like, they were predict. I put them as my... Yeah, at the but beginning, it's like I this, this category alone shows when the nominations were put out, because <laughs> if this were done after Worlds, Gen G would probably not be on there. It would oh, probably man. be DRX or T1. Probably. Uh, probably DRX, just because they had they such won. a good story. So, do you think Gen G could still win this category, even though they flamed out? I think they could, just because, one, they're the only League of Legends... Team on here. Team on there, and also, just because... They've been overall performing really well all year. I think just like they, it wasn't that they played poorly, which they kind of just did, got outclassed. But like they just uh, the meta didn't fit them as well as it did DRX. Mm. I think I I feel like it probably is going to be Genji or Phase Clan because Phase just has the name. Yeah, I was like the only ones I recognize are Loud and Phase. So, so like, all right, Ben. All right, more esports. These are some fun names. I'll tell you what. Uh, Good luck. What's the category? The so yeah, it is coach. the best esports coach. There you go. So first you have Blade, which is spelled with a one and a three instead of an L and E. <laughs> he coaches Nada Spinceri for CSGO. Uh, Zaka for the, Val- the Loud Valorant team. Uh, 
Doom Bros. I like that name. What a for name. What a the name. FPX Valorant team. Uh, Robin for the FaZe Clan CSGO team. And Score for the Gen G League of Legends. Uh, who do you think will win this one? Um, I want I'd, Doom Bros off the name alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably put it somewhere cause, just because uh, Navi did so well this year in CSGO, I'd probably put Blade. Blade at the top. Mm-hmm. Blade. Blade Runner. But that's just, that's just I don't know how popular Valorant is yet to uh-huh. actually like sweep these ones. So. All right. Now for the final category, best esports event, which I also am perturbed by the lack of Overwatch League. <laughs> Evo 2022, 2022 League of Legends World Championships, the PGL Major in Antwerp 2022. 2022 Midseason Invitational, which I believe is Rocket League. It looks like Rocket League. That is League of Legends. Midseason Invitational is League? Mm-hmm. MSI? Yeah. Oh. So League gets two, all right. League gets two, just because they're so good. And then Valorant Champions 2022. Look, if these nominations were done in the last, were done recently, Overwatch League playoffs would 100%. I mean, the Grand Finals were sick. I would imagine World Worlds wins. I don't. Yeah, think I can't imagine close. anything. Else I don't think anything really comes. Get. I mean, close. Evo was big, but as big as the league, nothing comes world close to World no. Championship. Yeah, I would laugh so hard if the mid-season invitational, just the smaller <laughs> World did, Championship. Did MSI have a crowd? Yeah. Okay. I did this year for the first time. It would have been while. so funny if it didn't have a crowd and then won. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, I could actually hear myself think. So those <laughs> were the Gamer Awards. We did just kind of speed run them because there were like 31 categories. 33? No, 31, 31 categories. I'm just dumb. Uh, so those happen. Those will be done on December 8th of 8th. next month. And so our hope... As opposed to December 8th of last month. Of last month, yeah. <laughs> so for us, we will be doing a live stream of that event. We're still figuring out the logistics of it, but it will be happening. Yes, I um, promise. And so we, I mean, we have one more episode that we'll do... Before then, to confirm whether that's happening, mm. so we will do a full live stream now. As to whether or not there will be an episode that week, you know, we'll talk about that later. But we will be doing a live stream, co-stream of not an official co-stream, uh, yeah. a little small right. co-stream of the Gamer Awards as we go through and talk about all of that stuff. So tune in on tune December eighth, and, and will we have cameras for that? Yes, We're, you'll yeah, finally see our faces. To have a camera. Yes, so fun. So with all that esports talk out of the way from Game Awards, let's actually talk about esports, why don't we? Okay. So on the agenda, I've got three. Did somebody forget to add something, or do we well, have these? I three? wanted to do the CS:GO major, if you didn't mind, but well, no, I was just just oh, three, three on there. Oh, I, I, thought you were, there. I thought you were claiming all three for yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna claim all three. <laughs> Aiden's like these are all mine. <laughs> but are, is there are there anything is there anything not on the agenda that we'll want to be talked about? No. Mm, all right. So pretty, pretty slow season for. Yeah, it's All right. so end of season for most We're going to start with the OSU World Cup, which continues on. So, <laughs> Oh, I saw. Freaking Korea. South Korea upset the United States last weekend ah. in a very close 6-5. to five. But what's funny is the U.S. had a two-map lead and blew it. Oh. Twice. Come on, Ooh. America. You're they had a 5-3 to three lead and then lost 7-6. Oof. Wow. Or maybe it was 6-5. Hang on, let me remember. I've got the bracket. I've got the bracket. Hold, pause. It was, yeah, they lost 6-5. They had a 5-3 to three lead and lost 6-5. So South Korea Dang. rattled off three in a row. <laughs> Poland, um, Germany upset Poland. Not upset. It was a 3-2. to two. I mean, they were th- number two, number three seeds. So the semifinals for the upper bracket is going to be South Korea versus Germany, the five seed versus the three seed. In the lower bracket, Canada took down Australia. Hong Kong took down Indonesia. 
I'll hold off on the next one. The Russian Fed- Russia took down France. And then in the next round, China- Canada smoked Hong Kong 6-0. Oof. Wasn't particularly Ooh. close. So Poland and Canada will play uh, this upcoming weekend. And then the United States. So this is where it's interesting. So in the lower bracket, Russia beat France. China played Romania. China won, then proceeded to play against Russia and won. One of the Russian players accused one of the Chinese players of cheating. Ooh. And the player was found guilty. Oh. <laughs> so China had to forfeit their win against Romania. Dang. Which meant Romania mm. then moved forward to play Russia, and they haven't played as of recording. They play tomorrow the 18th to decide Dang. who played. Which unfortunate soul has to play the United States with tournament life on the line. Right. <laughs> Good luck, either uh, Romania or Russia. Best of luck to you. You might not come out alive. <laughs> so China, China won twice, and then and then was one other player. I don't know why you would cheat in an OSU tournament of all. How things. do you cheat in an OSU? Probably tournament? Probably similar to how Aimbot works. Yeah, Probably mm-hmm. just coded. So currently the match is upcoming. So Romania and Russia will play on the 18th tomorrow, and then this upcoming weekend Poland and Canada will play, and the winner of that will play the winner of USA versus winner of Romania Russia, and then the upper bracket South Korea and Germany will play with the winner advancing to the finals to decide who wins because then the loser's bracket finals moving on. So the U.S. is now in a win or go home situation mm. for the back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Mm. To back to back to back. I don't remember. Five They've backs. won a lot. A lot of backs. They have a lot of backs. <laughs> so that was a crazy upset. So we'll see how it moves forward this coming weekend. Wow. Okay. All right. Court, Kyle, which one of you wants to go? Uh I'll go. All right. Tell I us have, about CSGO. I have some brackets and stuff up. Yeah. So the CSGO uh, major, the championship in Brazil, has now concluded. And so I'll just I'll go through the bracket somewhat quickly. So the quarterfinal winners were Outsiders, Mao's Heroic, and Furia Esports. Uh, in the semifinal, Outsiders and Heroic took uh, the win to compete in the final, and can anyone guess who... Well, first of all, did any of you know already? No. No? Okay. No. Can any of you guess Outsiders or Heroic? Who won the final? The Outsiders. The Outsiders. Ninja. And it was... <laughs> <laughs> Ninja. They came in from behind. And, yeah. No, Outsiders won two to nothing in the final. So I didn't see the match, but hey, two to nothing. That, that says a few things about how the mm-hmm. match went. Outsiders took home the prize. Um, and yeah, it's... Uh, it was the first. It was the first major for CS:GO to be held in Brazil. So. It was really funny. I saw like like screenshots of it and some clips. Outside of when the Brazil teams were playing, the stadium was almost empty. <laughs> was, yeah. <laughs> like the crowd, because I mean it's in Brazil, so they're all like, "Yeah, we're going to show up for the Brazilian teams." But when any when all any of the European teams showed up, there was like nobody, nobody there. there. Yeah. Oof. So it'd be interesting to see how this proceeds because we may see a shift um, of CSGO popularity down into South and Central America Which areas. Which is crazy because no other eSport really exists there. Yeah, so that, that could become their niche in that part of the world, which would be pretty cool in my opinion. All right, Court, what about your shilling? Ah, mm-hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to part two back of the next episode. To Court Shills for Fortnite. All right, um, like we <laughs> talked about... <laughs> Um, <laughs> like, like we talked about, I, I we talked I talked about it a little bit last week. But in between uh, last episode's recording and now last weekend, there was the Fortnite Champion Series um, twenty twenty two. This one was won by Ninja. It was not Ninja. Was not there. No. Oh. But 
He's a streamer. He's yeah, that's what Ninja yeah. wants you to think. <laughs> Ninja <laughs> was there all along. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Pulling so the strings. I was able to watch a few of the match- matches of this, and I will say it is incredible how different casual play is from pro casual play. play is from pro play. I mean, these guys are on a whole nother level. I mean, they're building just entire mansions in seconds as, as they're <laughs> for, combat. Like, for combat. And it, like, they're just spawning, you know, entire cities out of thin air. But it's 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 actually pretty entertaining to watch. But oh, I bet. so the format of this event was it was split over two days. There were twelve games, uh, so six games on each day, and the games were there's two there's well sorry there's fifty teams of two. So every player oh, is paired up with with a with a partner, and and they're with them. And so the score the overall score is determined by like. Getting a win of one of the games will get you a, a good amount of, kills, of score. I would imagine. Number of kills, different things like that, um, all contribute towards your overall score. So it was an interesting kind of thing because you had w- who are largely considered to be two the two best Fortnite players in the world right now, Booga and his buddy. What was his name? Um, I should know this. Booga's buddy. Booga's buddy. <laughs> no. Um, Buga and Mero is his name. Buga and Mero are both considered to be like one and two, the best Fortnite players in and the world. And they were right teamed now. up. And they were duo. They oh, were they were a duo. Fair. And they got thirty sixth place. Never mind. Overall. That is plenty fair. They got destroyed. Hmm. The script writers had fun with this one. <laughs> like, they got destroyed. And the first place was given to a pair of players named Seti and Cami, who both play for. BL, what does it stand for? Become Legends team. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, anyway, so pretty big upset there. I mean, I, I at least, with my limited knowledge of Fortnite esports, was fully expecting, I don't know, Booga to at least. Well, yeah. I mean, when you, to at when least you have get the best in the, two players on a team, you would expect them to win the thing. Right. I mean, <laughs> in the past, they've, they've, those two specifically have sweeped past like. Because there has been past, there have been past ones where it's trios, right? And it was oh, two yeah, of yeah. them, and then one other guy, and they won. There's one. There's been one where it's just solos. Booga won that, and it's like now you've got this one where it's duos. Oh, and I guess it's with those the two, two of them, there was something not working. Uh, yeah, and and they just they got stomped. Like I was, I was surprised, but no. but <laughs> anyway, very fun to watch. I've I've never been like a huge esports watcher, but watching these pros play Fortnite was honestly I, mean, I feel that way watching over pretty League. was honestly sure, pretty, pretty, pretty watching uh, League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Like anyway, so big upset there, but I mean, upsets in Osu as well. Mm. Uh, CS:GO, we don't know if that was an upset or not. <laughs> I mean, who knows. So next week will be more. Uh, well, ah, next week we won't have an episode. So next week is Thanksgiving. Yes. Despite what all of all of the supermarkets want you to think, it's not Christmas yet. We still have a <laughs> holiday to go through. Oh, I at least in America, I am a firm believer Christmas. that Christmas decorations should not go up until at least Black Friday. Come on, let's get through Thanksgiving first. Yeah. Got to eat the turkey. Well, you can eat turkey at Christmas too. Uh, yeah. Well, but like you gotta eat the turkey for the, <laughs> you gotta Thanksgiving, eat the Thanksgiving first. Turkey. The and Thanksgiving then, yeah, turkey yeah, yeah. is different. So then you can have we, Christmas because turkey. of that, because Thanksgiving is literally next Thursday, we will not be recording next week because we have families. Well, I'm not going anywhere. But Aiden does not have. A I do not. 
Well, I'm on that one. <laughs> I, we will not be recording just for Thanksgiving. We will return the following week on the 1st, I believe. Yeah. yeah 1st of December something. will mm-hmm. be when we record again, so that will be the And we will third. be playing Christmas music the entire time. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> She's coming. I'm just bringing a pair of sleighs. You look in your rearview mirror, you see Mariah Carey. She's coming for you. Objects in the mirror closer than they appear. Unfortunately, yeah. So, no episode next week. We'll return the following week, and then obviously the week after that, Gamer Awards. Awards. So, it's going to be a fun last couple weeks of the semester. Good, fun stuff. Make sure you spend Mm -hmm. all of your money on the Black Friday Steam sale that'll come along so Mm. that everybody is broke. Yep. Make sure you don't spend all of your money on the latest $27 Kiriko skin in Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. No, just play Mei when she's back. Just play Mei when she's back. Just don't play the other heroes when they get disabled, as more bugs are found. (laughs) (laughs) And buy the expensive Mei skin. And buy the expensive Mei skin. They had a brand new Mei skin (laughs) in the shop while she was disabled. They were like, everyone's going to want to play her when she comes back. And she's back. Everybody, buy the money. (laughs) Buy the money? Buy, Buy, I mean. (laughs) Buy the Overwatch coins. Yeah, buy the money. See, Uh, I knew where I was going You know what? You're right. (laughs) Uh, Any final things? Um. Um, Aiden, weren't you and I talking about this the other day? Didn't we just pass 300 listens on the podcast? Whatever con- constitutes as a listen, yeah. Yeah, so that's a great milestone, guys. Good, Good work, team. Yay. I would like to encourage everyone who is listening to share this with friends and family over the next few holidays when you go to see them. Tell them about this awesome <gasps> podcast. Show it to your grandma. She knows what we're talking about. She knows exactly about all this She knows games. all about the Fortnite. What, yeah, people exactly. don't have relatives that play video games? Come on, guys. <laughs> No, but seriously. I don't think their grandmas do, but I don't not know. I'm not to judge. Maybe they maybe play there's the some best cool, family Maybe yes. there's some cool uh, gamer grandma. grandma. She's like, oh, I remember Doom. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Doom. When the Doom music kicks in, <laughs> grandma just flashes grandma, back. No. <laughs> so, yeah, but share it with friends and family. Uh, we really appreciate it. And it's a great way for us to reach more people and to expand our community. And, yeah, feel free to reach out to us if you guys want to hear us talk about anything. That's just what I want to say at the end. Yeah. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gabe Newell's Basement Airport. <laughs> Local time is 696. Nice. And nice. the temperature is 42 degrees Celsius. Almost nice. Nice. That's really hot. But okay. For your safety and comfort, please remain seated with your seatbelt firmly fastened until the captain turns off the passing seatbelt light. This will indicate that we have parked at the gate and that it is safe for you to move about the cabin. Please check around your seat for any personal belongings you may have brought on board with you, and please use caution when opening the overhead bins, as heavy articles may have shifted during the flight. On behalf of D-Pad Airlines and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip, and we are looking forward to seeing you on, a, on board again in the near future. Have a nice day. As always, the Knights of D-Pad is a publication of the Daily Universe. We'd like to give a special thanks to BYU Broadcasting for letting us use their wonderful studio. And as always, to our editor, Jason, Woo-hoo. for making Thank our show editor, sound Jason. and look so great. As always, let us sign off. My name is Aiden. My name is Court, and I have a question really quick. Oh. <laughs> is the airport inside of Gabe Newell's basement, or is it like outside and then there's just a tunnel that goes into his basement? Ask Gabe Newell. Okay. Yeah, go ask him. <laughs> My name is Kyle. And I'm Ben. And we are the Knights of the Deep Pad. We'll see you next time. <laughs>